Hello and welcome to the Last American Pubcast, the online pub where everyone knows your name. Not really, but we like to say that. I'm Abby Livy. I'm here with my co-host PJ. I do know everybody's name. I'm insulted that you would think that I don't. I am so sorry, PJ. I will continue to work and grow and learn and grow and never do that again. <laughs> uh, Tom from America. I'm still, I'm still learning everyone's name. <laughs> Frank from Let's Be Frank. Where everybody knows my name. <laughs> Indeed. It's, uh, it's Frank, right? <laughs> and our special guest, Michael from Game Trust. Hello. <laughs> All right, I totally nailed that, you guys. Abby, that was a humdinger. Congratulations! We'll get you your prize on the way out. <laughs> on the act, like the way out, way out. Like don't don't come back. But yeah, no, well done. That was a great intro. Yeah. I appreciate oh, it. Not to do it myself. <laughs> that was awesome. Good job. Good job. We play musical chairs now. I don't know. I was trying to get Michael into the center since he's our guest, and somebody moved him around. <laughs> Here we go. Center of the oh. show. Yeah, man. Surely we have something to talk about today. Surely we do, because there's nothing that was happening this week in the news. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to lead off uh, today. We're going to dive into the January 6th panel. How exciting is that? They waited all season long to the season finale to finally say they were going to subpoena Trump, which they would have probably got more viewership if they'd done it on the first time. They're, they're terrible at marketing this thing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they should have led with the star. They shouldn't yeah. have brought like the star actor in for the very last scene. Makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. So, you know, they, they bring him in. They have this whole thing. The media uh, hypes it up, says this bipartisan agreement in the uh, January 6th commission to subpoena Donald J. Trump. Uh, to come before the committee and testify. I thought it was pretty hilarious that Trump actually responded to this and said, yeah, I'll come down. Yeah, I'll call everyone fake news right to their face. I'll show them how to actually get these ratings up. Yeah, he said, he said, I'm going to have the biggest subpoena in the room. (laughs) It's going to be huge. Liz Cheney is going to be so jealous that she's going to have one as big as me. Hey, Liz Cheney might have a subpoena as big as Trump. I don't know what kind of testing her dad was doing on those kids. One of them came out weird and one of them came out Liz. So, well, she did, she did compare herself to Abraham Lincoln more than once. So maybe that was the reference we were trying to. Yeah, but that was her crotch and his beard. <laughs> wow, we just got started off wow. strong, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, Hello, the, everybody. The, writers of, the writers of the January 6th trial have been uh, almost as bad as the writers of She-Hulk. It's it's like Better Call Saul worked because it was a prequel and we knew that eventually we'd get to where Walter White's at, but you still had to start with Walter White. You know, you start with Donald Trump. I I, I, I honestly wonder, though, this whole thing with with subpoenaing Trump at the last minute, you know, the the grand the season grand finale. Is this their bid to try to get a season two? Is this their idea? Like, hey, would you guys please reelect us in November so you can get more of this thing that no one watches? I think the problem with this season of uh, of Trump is that they kind of re- it's like the that last season of Two and a Half Men where they replaced Charlie Sheen <laughs> with Ashton Kutcher. It's like it's just not as good. We know we're ending soon. We have to have somebody to round this thing out. So. Yeah. They're just filling. They're fulfilling contractual obligations. They're like, technically, yeah. we got to produce one more of these things. So, what else do we have? Nothing. Okay, we'll call sucks. in the big guy. Yeah, it's kind of like The Office, where they replaced Michael or Michael Scott in the last two seasons, and they could never find a permanent uh, person that really kind of held it up. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's 
yeah, good good analogy on that one. <laughs> I want to know why they had a film crew going around all day on on January sixth, and they just waited until now to bring that out. Yeah, Tom, or not, or was it Tom <laughs> or was it PJ that had that video? I didn't have that. I thought okay. oh. <laughs> neither, neither of us did. Um, but I will ask I, Nancy Pelosi's smuggling like a, a crystal ball or glass orbs or something that she was she was walking around the other day with an open shirt. And now I know what was in that. That was not boobs. That was not boobs. And that was not booze. That was those were her two crystal balls. because She's a clairvoyant. She's walking around knowing what's coming. That's why she was expecting the uh, the uh, the January 6th attack. Didn't Milo know something was coming and it had, he said it had something to do with the FBI. He's like, I wouldn't go there or something like that. The FBI just, you know, careful guys. This is a setup like the day before. So you know what, like though? I, don't, I said I, don't. I was going to go and then I did. And then I decided not to and posted on my at the time parlor and said, I'm not going because I'm convinced there will be a false flag. And I mean, yeah. I don't have that account yeah, anymore, the- but sure enough, I, I was saying that then, too. I don't think it was just Milo. That's the point I was going to make too. Is I was a, I was another one of those people. I I actually texted a few friends that were going to go, and I'm like, you know, I got a bad feeling about this. If they're going to do a fa- false flag, this is when they're going to do it. So maybe Milo had some inside knowledge, but I wouldn't I wouldn't use that as proof that he that he did. I think a lot of us were. I don't doubt he had point. inside knowledge, but he might have. He wasn't the only person that was saying that either. Well, I, I have that I have that video by the way. If you wanted to see uh, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi it. putting it on for the Michael, cameras. why did you encourage people to go to January sixth? Um, <laughs> uh, well see hey, him and his buddy question. ray apps were <laughs> me and my uncle Actually, ray i was that guy at the top of the tower being like go this way <laughs> you know, nobody knows who that guy is so that that's probably just me <laughs> no, we didn't have audio on that whoever was showing that video no, I, I didn't i didn't start it yet because everybody was oh. talking yeah okay i got it yeah, shut up, everybody. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Propaganda. Did we go back into session? We did go back into session, but now apparently everybody on the floor is putting on a desk mask. Pause it for a second there. Well, I'm trying to get more information. They're putting on... Yep. The te- uh, with them putting on the tear gas, you know whose call came in to, for the house people to put a uh, tear gas mask on was Michael uh, Bird. Was that the one that shot Ashley Babbitt? No, it was Eric Swalwell. He let one go and he just told them all to put the masks on. <laughs> it was a fear fart. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> on their tear gas masks. I'm going to call up the effing secretary of DOD. We have some senators who are still in there. That's somebody who really knows the cameras on. Like, that's the thing I'm getting from this whole thing is like everything they're doing is like, we know the cameras on. So Chuck Schumer's really mad, but he also has to get not say the full F word, but I'm still going to say it. It's one of those effing things. I'm so darn mad right now. (laughs) Camera, did you catch that? I'm darn mad. I'm spitting angry. You know, these guys cuss like sailors. Uh, there at Capitol Hill. So for him to be able to, he knows he's being filmed. This is a play up for it. Well, That's yeah, he's the got nicest a mask thing on. they do throughout the day in, at the yeah. Capitol. Why, why is Nancy Nancy putting everyone's lives in danger without her mask on? That's what I want to know. <laughs> because point. for her, this is a home video, but for him, it's not his camera, so he's still got to put the show on. <laughs> yep. Hideaways. They need massive personnel now. Can you get the Maryland National Guard to come too? They're breaking the law in many different ways. And quite frankly, much of it at the instigation of the President of the United States. 
setting up the narrative before like that's the thing. she's literally setting the narrative in place right yeah. there without having any clue what's going on supposedly she has no idea what the speech was she wasn't even listening to the speech i guarantee you well how could she have been yeah right so it, it's yeah like like everybody's pointing out she she turned away the uh added security but hires a film crew and i, I the, everything about this feels act out there's uh, another 30 seconds of it we'll play that if he could, could at least uh, somebody. Yeah, why don't you get the president to tell them to leave the Capitol, Mr. Attorney General? Stop there. No law enforcement responsibility. He tried. And they, they, they booted him off of all the social media when he tried to tell everybody to go home. Remember that? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, peacefully, you know, patriotically make your voices heard. And then it, it was go home. Yep. But uh, that's when they kicked him off. Yep. I said, well, we're getting a counterpoint that is going to take time uh, to clean up the poo-poo that they're making all over the world, literally <laughs> and figuratively in the Capitol, and that uh, it may take days to get back. Good news. It's like the first season of The Office when it wasn't good yet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Vice President. That's exactly what it's like. I like that cut there, though, where it's like, oh, it's going to look at all the poo poo on the lawn. It's going to take us days or weeks. Yeah, you guys will be able to go back in an hour. Like, does everybody forget that they actually still held the vote that day? They it was did. like it was the worst attack on, you know, the uh, in American history. It was an insurrection. But, you know, a few hours later, they held the vote. Like, I feel like everybody forgets that part of the story. Michael, what's your initial thoughts on that whole uh, transaction there? I'm just picturing Adam Schiff in the background, like directing the whole thing. <laughs> Is it, wasn't he like a uh, wasn't he like a, a playwright or something like that before he, he went into politics? But you know, I don't know. But I just get a very I'd like the, like the rest of you. I just get a really phony feeling from the whole thing. I just get this weird plastic sense from that whole interaction but that's also how they are with like a lot of things so i don't know it's but that's how they are because you're seeing them on camera and that's like again like this to me feels like every other interaction that you're going to right. see with them is they know there's a camera there they set they put the camera there themselves it feels very staged if this was like a legitimately like crisis level situation in their minds that they didn't maybe you know set up in some way uh i don't think the, the reaction is gonna be oh i'm i'm darn mad the poo-poo on the lawn. Forget yeah, a subpoena. I mean, For, forget the subpoena of Trump. Why don't we have the subpoena of the entire day's footage, not just from that camera, but right. from all of it? We're, we're getting snippets of a handheld camera that just shows them in their best light. I want to see the, uh, the the instigating, the corroboration of the phone calls of the, mm -hmm. hey, do that again, but say it this way. I want to see all of that for mm -hmm. hours on end from that camera. Let's subpoena all the footage. Why not? Yeah. No, right. absolutely. Well, even go back a couple months, if you guys remember, AOC calling these, uh, calling them out, saying it was an inside job. Yeah, because she's too stupid to keep her mouth shut. Yeah, doesn't know exactly. what she witnessed. She's not in on the plan. She's just a, a useless idiot that she's like, oh, go along. And then she goes, <laughs> I saw people were like helping them in. And they're like, um, hey, idiot. Shush. <laughs> That's how little she's actually told that she, she genuinely thinks they were under attack. And they're laughing at her like, yeah, you're you're powerful and influential. All right. You just keep saying whatever we tell you. She's genuinely like that's like that's the one thing <clears throat> I would say. I the, again, I like about AOC is she's so dumb. She's left out of all the plans. I can't trust her. She can't keep her mouth shut. So once in a while, she slips up and's like, "Oh yeah, this is this is what I think." And everybody's like, "Oh well, 
not supposed to say that part. It's so. like what she said about COVID. She's like, if we loosen up the lockdowns now, it will help the economy and that'll be good for Trump and then in the elections. She said this in 2020. Yeah. She yeah. said it. She was like, if we loosen up, it'll help the economy again and that'll be good for people. <laughs> Your uh, impersonation is spot on, Tom, by the way. Uh, thank you. I work on in the mirror every morning. You just, maybe, just need uh, the horse teeth and a couple of whinnies in there and I, I, I'd buy it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Tom needs to be the one to dress up as AOC for Halloween. For Halloween, yeah. I'm gonna pass the torch on that. It's almost got the hair too. Almost. I'm working on that. Yeah, you, you got that big booty too, uh, Tom. I do have a big juicy Latino booty. <laughs> I don't believe you. No, I'm not Latino. It's Irish. Yeah. If anybody's got the fat big like Latino potato. booty, it's it's Frank. He's just trying to get out of having to dress up as AOC for Halloween. Yeah, Frank's not a San Antonio breakfast taco. He's a Houston wet burrito. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh that that whole interaction and, and like you guys said, just them dropping this tape so late in the game. Why wasn't this presented at the very beginning? It was so crucial to democracy, as they always claim that it is. Why would they not show this at the very beginning? Because they have nothing left in the tank. They gotta mm-hmm. try to throw something against the wall. Because if you look across right now at the midterms, if you're looking at from state to state, there are very tight races where they Democrats actually thought they would be up pretty big. I mean, they even have uh, organs in play of all places. So to give you an a uh, an example of how bad it's going for them this uh, midterms, I would like to see the other home videos that Nancy Pelosi has. No, I don't. I do, do, do not know. <laughs> I kind of miss early on in the January 6th committee, though, where it was more like a, a sitcom style where like it wasn't really all linked together. And <laughs> we just had like these crazy <laughs> subplots each week. And we had that one where it was like, yeah, Kramer uh, busted Donald, in through the door. Yeah. Donald <laughs> Trump's got like stretch Armstrong and he's taking over and fighting, you know, the Secret Service and all this. Like, I kind of miss those crazy subplots a little bit now that it's now that now, it, now it's a curb your enthusiasm, like with the single cam that's following everybody. It's going to yeah. be great. They're going to have him on the floor of the Senate and they're going to ask him when did you grab the wheel of the the limousine we have from other people's sworn statements that you grabbed the wheel of the limousine and he's going to have to answer that he in no time ever grabbed the wheel they're going to ask him the most ridiculous and pedantic questions to try to get him to trip up on some kind of technicality or process oh thank you waffle thank you Um, salter mrs and mr salter um (laughs) But yeah, I, I think this is a bad move. If they think, oh, we're going to get him on the stand and put him in the hot seat, then they haven't watched enough of his tape of him doing this before and running laps around them. Tom, Tom, what would uh, Trump's response be on the floor when they asked him about how did you sh- stretch your arms so long to be able to grab the steering wheel? <laughs> I want to hear it, Tom. I've got great <laughs> arms and I've got great hands, but I, didn't, I could not grab the wheel. I was way too far back. I've got a lot of reach, but not that much. A lot of reach, not that much. I do have a great arm, and I always wheel. If I want the wheel, I grab the wheel. But I did not grab the wheel. Something like that. <laughs> you know about the, you know what they say about those limo drivers, though. You know, if they'll, they'll come up to you and they'll ask you. They want you to grab. Them they'll let the you grab the wheel. They'll let you grab. If you're rich and famous, if you're rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> They let you do whatever you want. <laughs> you can grab them right by the keys. Give the key a little turn. <laughs> little, little jingle, jingle. Honk the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, let's get going on another story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I really oh. like that. I, I don't know. I, I think you want to go ahead and continue to stay on this one. <laughs> 
get some more impersonations from I don't, Tom. I don't know. I just find I just find it amazing that, that I, I know they don't believe this, and I know that they know that we don't believe it. And I think that even the people who support them, everyone's like winking at each other, like because this is yeah. all so absurd. And I'm just, and I'm left wondering what that means about it's dangerous. Everything. It means yeah. it's communism. Like that's what it means. It means when they the show trial, right? When yeah. they lie to you, and this is what I've said for two years. When they lie to you and you know they're lying and they know that you know they're lying and they still do it, they're committed to lying when everyone knows it's a lie, that's communism. Because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. They have to directly tell the people in the lowest rung that they're happiest when everyone mm-hmm. knows they're the least happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I, uh, can, I, can I say that this is why... Um, no, you can't. Words <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> right, right out of my mouth, Frank. Where's the new club? No, like, where, like um, what do you call it? Like, it? like, if I were a liberal, right... Um, I, I and, and let's say I was a really principled liberal, right? I know that the balance of powers is just so out of whack right now. I would that would make me, and this is what people are doing, I guess, when they shift over to the, the, the be conservative. Some of them, you know, like Tulsi Gabbard, for example. It's like just out of a sense that there's a dis a, 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 an imbalance. Don't you just switch just because it's a little scary to have too much power in one group? You know, that because that's all I'm because I don't know that this is some grand Marxist scheme. It just seems like there's way too much power on one side. You have all the institutional power. And then on the other side, it's like Mike, Mike Lindell. Like it, I, it's just weird. It's a weird time because the, the mm-hmm. power imbalance got so bad. And I think because technology enabled the, the weaponization, the full weaponization of that power. That's that's my whole assessment of this whole thing. I think it can still be a grand Marxist scheme, and not everybody be in on it. So, and actually, it's <laughs> PJ. Yeah, AOC is a perfect <laughs> example of that. Yeah, exactly. True. Well, and, and then True. you brought up Tulsi Gabbard, which was actually the story I wanted to transition to next. So, I don't know if everybody saw it. I'm sure they. She's did. like an AOC, but she does know what's going on. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I mean, she's part <laughs> she's part of the World Economic Forum, so that might be a, a point. But I, I want to play this video really quick and get your guys' reactions because I've heard a lot of different things, There's a lot of arguments on Twitter about this. Me and Abby kind of talked about this. I feel like a lot of us are are kind of agreeing, but we're coming at it from different angles. Um, but this is this is what uh, Tulsi Gabbard said this week. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. All right. So that was Tulsi Gabbard. What was your guys' initial thoughts to this? Real quick, she has a little touch of the uh, road from X Men going on with the white strain of hair. I was thinking it the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> was, yeah, life imitates art. <laughs> yeah. 
So I guess that's my like Ro- on, like Rogel. She cuts the Republican Party and suck all the life out of it. Is the question I'm I'm asking then? <laughs> so let's start up on the top, Tom. Uh, well, I thought right off the bat when that ended, and this is the first time I watched it through, when she ends it with "I invite you to join me." I said it when I made the video. I'm like, this is inviting language. It's very open. It's very optimistic and positive, flowery almost. She's very positive towards the end. She's awfully condemning. The whole thing is full of condemnation for the left at the beginning. So she tells you every reason why you should leave that party. And then you can join her in being still, like Michael said, a very principled liberal wink, if there is such was such a thing. And now they can be on the right without becoming a Republican. So she didn't say she's a Republican. She's now not a Democrat. So she's like in the coalition. She's in the fellowship of the, uh, you know, MAGA ring, so to speak. But that doesn't mean that she's a, you know, cool character or that she'll continue to run with it. I've been, I've been saying this for probably six months now. I I know I definitely said it the first episode of wartime propaganda. I had Steven Ignoramus on. I've talked about it here before. I knew that this was coming. She was eventually going to be, you know, I'm leaving the Democratic Party and Republicans were going to rush at the chance to embrace her, to find a reason to vote for her. And I think it's exactly like Tom says. She's leaving the Democratic Party for X, Y, and Z. She's still uh, pro-abortion. She's still anti-gun, except she'll put on the the gun bunny outfit and go out there and run some three-gun. But she doesn't think you should have a 30-round mag. And she doesn't think that, you know, she thinks it's okay for the government to come in and use red flag laws to take away your guns if your neighbor doesn't like you. Uh, and, and as soon as and, and the problem is, it's not that she's moving rightwards and that we're going to encourage and help her. It's that she moved slightly right of full blown communists and the Republican Party is already putting out headlines, uh, you know, like this. Megan Kelly urges ex-Dem Tulsi Gabbard to run for president with Christy Nome. Best looking ticket ever. It, yeah, took, that's it insane. took four seconds. I've been saying that it was exactly what was going to happen the moment she made the announcement. And everywhere on Twitter, I mean, Ian Miles Chong, that fake American guy that people somehow for some reason listen to his political <laughs> takes. He's out there saying Tulsi should run with, with Ron DeSantis. It's insanity. It's like, oh, hey, you know what? And then people were arguing with me saying, well, it's good. We should have fresh blood in the Republican Party. It doesn't matter if that blood's coming from demonic child sacrifice that she supports. It's fresh blood. It's great. It's wonderful for the party. Yeah. Just to add to that, if she isn't taking a stance right, I don't think she's getting more conservative, PJ. I don't think she's getting more to the right. I think what she's doing is planting a foot and saying, I'm not going to continue to drift left with the rest of the party. So mm-hmm. she's not getting more conservative. I agree with you. I'm just saying I would, I would put it as shift. it's not her shifting. Right. Actually, she's saying, I'm not going to move further left anymore. I'm going to hold right here because we're getting too crazy. And I see you guys heading towards a cliff. But yeah, I, I think it's crazier to hear Ian Miles Chong or anyone suggest that Tulsi be a candidate for president on a Republican ticket. I'll, I'll give them the one mm. out. If it's within the first 48 hours of that video being seen by them and they're excited that, that Tulsi Gabbard is one who will save themselves from the cabal and their, you know, collective suicide. Maybe that's what you're seeing. Not that they're really serious, but that they're just excited for her to not be a, re, you know, a, a ridiculous person anymore. Maybe yeah, that's I, I think that, Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I thought that the Megyn Kelly headline, like that's everything wrong with conservatives, like mm-hmm. everything. All right. But, but aside from that, I think a broader point is that if you had a good conservative movement or a solid conservative movement, this type of thing is, is like uh, a blessing. If you have a weak conservative movement that's fractured and there's all sorts of problems, that's when it becomes a problem. When you know, because then you get people co-opting and really weak Republicans, you know, get oh, I'm, I'm uh, you get like Megyn Kelly's headline. So 
it's one of those things that like you just wish we were a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit more. I don't know about principle. Maybe I'd just say more aggressive. Michael, and, do you, you know, think Megyn Kelly's a conservative? I don't think so. No, I actually wouldn't. I don't. I've never liked her. <laughs> I've never liked her. I think she I've made never, a career like, of playing about being a conservative. That, well, that's yeah. what that was going to be what I was going to say. It was like, it, you say it's everything what's wrong with the conservatives, everything what's wrong with oh, being right, a conservative. Right, right. I don't think I'm that they speak for conservatives because real conservatives sure. are looking at Tulsi going, yeah, she's pretty, but I'm not going to touch that. They all know that she's a, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, even if she's saying the right things. And you have people like Megyn Kelly trying to pull the wool over further saying, no, no, she should run guys. And so like we already have kind of unsubscribed from the mainstream neocons. And I think Megan Kelly would be one of those. I don't, I don't right. think the problem is. With, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, sorry. I was, I, I was gonna say, I don't think the problem is with conservatives. I don't think the problem is with people who are on this show, people who are watching this show. I think the problem is with people who are generally right wing uh, conservative values, people who are going to vote Republican and don't pay attention. They're going to be told these things about Tulsi Gabbard because they trust Megyn Kelly because she was on Fox News and because she's appeared to be a conservative figure in their life for the five minutes a year they watch the the election coverage. They're they're going to be duped by this. PJ, I totally agree with you and Tom. What I was I I was I'm more more speaking to the, the 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 war machine of conservatives. You know what I mean? Like is like sort of. The, the thing that's pushing our policy forward. So not the people, the conservatives. Well, like I was agreeing said. with you. I was just saying oh, where no. my concerns were. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I just, I think it's worth clarifying anybody who might be confused though. It's, I'm not talking about, and neither is PJ about conservatives or anything like that, but it's about like, we don't, have, well, I guess the broader point is that we don't have what they have, which is like uniformity. And mm-hmm. we have a, we have solid, not solid policy. We have solid policies, but we don't have like a dedication to those policies that everybody buys into and that everybody does. You only have to send emails. You just kind of can, you know, where we're going with this and what to do and how to get it, how to achieve it, who the leaders are. That's what we're missing. And then you get this Megan Kelly and no, oh, I got a podcast because you know, I got whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Do you guys think that, do you think uh, do you think that um, Tulsi Gabbard will even, like you said, go the whole route and eventually announce that she's joining a Republican Party? Or do you think I'll, I'll be the first to say, I think she will try to recreate or rejuvenate a Democrat Party after some real bad losses in the next couple of years? Or she'll try to create a new liberal party like she'll try to be the moderate Democrat who keeps the sanity and then tries to say she's everything but a Republican. Maybe I think that'll be the new carve out. I don't think that, and I, I know Abby wants to say something, so I'll make this quick. I don't think that she is uh, pie in the sky, uh, self-decepted like a lot of libertarians are who think that they can actually win a, an election. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we can create another party and then put no effort into it and get people like Bill Weld up there and we'll, we'll win for some reason. I don't think she thinks that. I think that if the Republican Party is going to, you know, if she get back, gets backed by people like Megyn Kelly to run on a Republican ticket, she'll do it. I think that's what she wants. I feel like people would know by now that Megyn Kelly doesn't speak for the Republicans, though, like actual Republicans, the voting block. She she speaks for people that watch Fox News, which aren't the voting block. Unfortunately, from our perspective, everything is really, really clear because we are very online and we're dialed into every little thing that people say. And we know exactly where Dan Crenshaw stands and we know exactly where Tulsi Gabbard stands. I have lots of friends in real life who they don't even watch Fox News or if they ever watch news, they watch Fox. So at best, they're getting just a little tiny bit 
of a news source that that they still don't realize isn't a great news source. So, and these are very principled people. It's not that they're not principled, it's just that they're not paying attention. They're they're living in their real lives and they're very they're very good, thoughtful people. They're just not super into politics and dialed in. Those are the people who are gonna who, who I have literally heard say, Dan Crenshaw's so good for our party. We we want more people like Dan exactly. Crenshaw because they literally have no idea. And so those are the people who are going to look at Tulsi and be like, awesome, this is so cool. Somebody joined our side and she's really good looking. And that's how little they're dialed in. D- Dan Crenshaw just- and Tulsi Gabbard knew that they only had to have a minute and 30 second clip that people will remember for the rest of their lives. Dan Crenshaw did it on SNL. And mm-hmm. therefore the majority of the voting Republicans are going to continue to vote for Dan Crenshaw because they saw him be a nice uh, c- conservative guy who's principled and can take a punch on the cheek and, yeah. and keep going and laugh it off. He's a good guy. That's the only image they will ever have of Dan Crenshaw. And that video we just played of Tulsi Gabbard will be the only image that most people, most voting people have of Tulsi Gabbard. I, I, take, have- I take issue with Abby calling Gabby uh, Tulsi Gabbard attractive or like pretty. <laughs> Like, I mean, I get that, uh, like, you can say relative to, like, Hillary Clinton or, like, relative to (laughs) Chuck Schumer or, like, relative to Nancy Pelosi, but Tulsi Gabbard's no more attractive than the actual actress who played Rogue in X-Men, which I watched the other night, and I have to say, you could have done better for the people that were casting that movie. Tulsi Gabbard's like a nine in politics, though. You got to admit, yeah. like, no. as far no, as no. Get, get, get close without the retouch and without the filters no, and all well, that stuff. She's she, got the pox. She's got the uneven eyes. It's all crazy. See, oh she, what she does is she puts yoga pants on it. It distracts most men's eyes to a different Frank, part of you the find body. me one photo of Tulsi in <laughs> yoga pants, and I, I, I guess that'll be an open-ended bet because I don't think you'll ever find one. All I know is... A lot of people talk about her as if she's very, very attractive. I don't. I, I think the general consensus. Is, Abby, are you saying? Among, are you coming out to uh, be a Tulsi Gabbard lover right now? <laughs> I think she's really pretty. I really do. I had I, a. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with a uh, with a Republican county like like you know how the uh, counties have Republican offices that you know go out and do outreach and things like that. I actually had a conversation with one of these uh, counties uh, near me and they were all high on the Tulsa Gabbard coming out and, and saying that she was no longer a Democrat. And I mentioned in their, on their Facebook post, and I said, Hey, I said, yeah, I guess it's great that she's leaving. I said, but the way you guys are trying to sell it is that she's a Republican. She never said that she was a Republican, uh, nor did she say she was an independent. And I think what mm-hmm. you guys are doing with this is selling this to the, the people that subscribe to your Republican party here in that County as as she's a reliable person who is going to be fighting with you for the same issues that you guys claim that you are fighting for. Mm. And they went back and forth with me uh, saying, if I knew her heart, if I knew that, you know, her policies, I, mm. I, I linked all her policies to them. I said, this is what she stands for. I said, this is the last policy position that she's held. And I have yet to hear her come out against any of these policies that she's held before. I said, so therefore you're really doing a disservice to your, to your uh, con- uh, the constituents of this county who are Republican trying to show that. I said, yeah, again, I'm not saying that it's not great that she uh, has stated that she's leaving the Democrat Party, but she didn't say she's a Republican. She didn't say she was a conservative. She didn't say mm-hmm. she's supporting all of these issues. She's no Lauren Boebert. 
<laughs> I'd have a much different take so, on the Tulsi Gabbard thing if that's exact how people understood it. She's leaving the Democrat Party, and right. that's the story. Right. That's right. not the story that most people are pushing. They're no. pushing Tulsi Gabbard for twenty for president twenty twenty four. Yeah, Trump, that's Trump, uh, Trump, Tulsi. I saw one of those uh, yep. this week too. I've seen a ton of it. I've seen a right. ton of it. And can I also point out one? Sorry, no. I know everyone's no. real quick. No, you can't. Point out one more thing about this thing from Megyn Kelly. Her second pick for president was Kristi Noem. I'm so Terrible. sick of Republicans. Supporting Christian, like why not Nikki Haley? People, why not other complete clowns? Yeah. Let me put it this way: I've had a lot of people this week be mad at me and be like, "Oh, you guys are all about purity tests." It's like there's a, there's some basic things that we have to actually draw lines on, and one of them's abortion. Tulsi Gabbard out. The other one is if you cave to the woke mob on transing the kids within two weeks yeah. because the NCAA put a little bit of pressure on you, then you're worthless. I, don't, I have no use for you it, it, for for president. Are you kidding me? That like that's the thing you caved on in a state of like fifty people. Was the, I can't, you, I can't believe thing. Christy Nome doing that too because she already had the stance taken. She didn't have to do anything. She can just take the flack and then move on. She took all the flack and then right before it was done, she was like, "Okay, I'll flip." Yeah, she she's too weak to be a to be a pr- presidential contender for the Republican and, Party. And this is why people have been correct to say that some people in the demographics do not have what it takes to be in politics. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to say what people, but we all know which gender it is. Go on. <laughs> so there's two points I want to make as a woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, first is. If, if a drug addict comes in off the street into your church and takes a step into your into your door, of course, you're going to be happy. Right. Of course, yeah. you're going to be like you're, you're not going to be like, get out. You're going to say this. This place was, you know, we we you need help. We want you to be here. But you're also not going to invite them to serve in the nursery. You're not going to make them your pastor. You're not right. going to you know, th- there's an appropriate way to accept somebody in. That's yeah, my whole that's my whole issue with this. It's not that she's moving rightward, supposedly, which I, I'm not sure she is. I think it's the over Tim window moving left. But you're 100 percent right, Abby. Everybody wants to instantly the drug addict walks in the church pastor because, <laughs> look, we change we change this person a little bit. Pastor. Right. Right. She's new and exciting. She's the new and exciting toy on the TV that everyone's like excited about now because she's available or like think about like high school. Like she's mm-hmm. a girl who's always had the same boyfriend since middle school. And now. At the end of sophomore year, she just broke up with him. And now everyone's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be single. Like, that's what they're all doing. It's not that she's that hot. It's just that she's been untouchable. It'll cool off. Give it some summertime. It'll be fine. <laughs> the other point I want to make She'll be back is, with him. <laughs> yeah, she'll be back with him. He's just going through a phase. He'll be crazy. He'll be, yeah. he'll be normal later. He just wants to run through a couple of other people. We did the exact same thing with Kanye West. He yep. came in off the street and we're like, He's famous. Let's saying this pastor. for a long time as well. Slap a MAGA hat on him and he's good <laughs> to go. We and had a few this- things she said, though, that I thought were um, like she said some things that a lot of Republicans wouldn't say. And if we're going to take anything positive out of this experience, this thing that she did, said the other days, she actually said things that like people would find radioactive on the right, which is actually kind of good. And I agree with the consensus here that like this is, and I think the reason why, I don't know, I want to speak for everybody, but I think the reason we feel the way we do is because it's disappointing how quickly we latch on to people who right. like come onto our side or like Kanye throws us a bone, like, you know, we, we you know, salivate like dogs over mm-hmm. it. It's like, it's pathetic. And that's part of why I think we all feel, have this instinct to sort of be like, okay, you know, back off because there are some conservative people or people on the right, you'd say maybe neocons who are like, 
what's wrong with you? Why don't you want to take, you know, you take all the support you can get. And then, you know, that's where a lot of tension gets, you know, between the people who are like, you know, from our perspective. But again, to say something nice about what you said, like, for example, anti-white racism, um, that's something that most Republicans would never say. That's a good point. And it's just, yeah, really good I don't point. know. Yeah, it's something that to give her any points, that would be one point that I mean, you know, she's that brave. Is, I don't know. That is how you turn a hostage, right? You you keep them completely mm. isolated. You make them feel like they have no support. You starve them of support. And then the support that you offer them is the false support that they then put all of their hope and trust in. And then that's how you control them. So this is what they're going to do with any of those people who would be willing to think that she is now on their side because we are all so starved for political support. We have no big mouthpieces in media, no big Hollywood, no big institution, no big sports team, no big nothing that would say pro MAGA and not immediately get egged or at least be shown to be. So I think as soon as one person says even a few things that Michael had eloquently put out one anti-white racism is a problem. Two, we have an elite cabal of uh, Satanists essentially running a party and it's become a uniparty. Those things that the other people are cowering to say, the fact that she's willing to say it, I think, puts her more on our side than some of the other people who claim to be but are ineffectual. Yeah. Well, speaking if of anything, it should, it should just signal the people on our, our side to be less afraid. You know, I don't like I agree point. with kind of I think PJ like. You know, you know, say what you have to say and do the right thing, but we're not going like, to elevate you or it would be what all of us are saying. But um, but yeah, no, but but like I what I want as a as a as a consequence of what what, what she said is just to make people less afraid of, of saying the right things. Like, why did it take MTG to be like, you know, a, a, a standard bearer for like balls, you know, really? Dan Crenshaw comes in and he's all badass and everything like that, or allegedly badass. And he's just a, he's a disappointment. We need MTG, which I'm happy about. Like, I'm glad MTG is who she is, but do we need her to do this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Frank, what were you saying a second ago, Frank? I just said, speaking of black people, because we were talking about Kanye, but I missed my cue. <laughs> I know. I was like, I want to hear him say his catchphrase. Well, I think there's two things that go into the the Kanye thing and the Tulsi thing. First is that I think. Oh, there's a lot of things that go into the Tulsi thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh man, we, it just we, dips out. Okay. We like cons- we we like celebrities too much. It just right. a famous person says one thing we like, and and we're just like Michael said, just salivating all over the little scrap they threw us and. Kanye also is obviously in in a manic episode right now of his bipolar. Like this is just what he faces. It's he's mentally ill. Um, we really jumped hard on taking advantage of his episode, and then he went and said some things that that we don't like. And now we're uh, a lot of people feel forced to either defend him or be really embarrassed that we. Uh, got <laughs> made him our our icon, and I think that that's that's a little ridiculous. But the other part is that the conservative spirit is not the political dissident spirit. Those are two different spirits, and right now we need political dissidents. And cons- the conservative spirit is just I just want to sit on my land and take care of my land, and I don't want to be bothered. And that's the spirit that's like, oh, good, Tulsi came to our side, uh, just a little support because there's just no like courage or fight there. Right. No, you're going to. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, Andrew uh, Breitbart uh, had said that, you know, where conservatives lack is where are we want to jump on any time a celebrity says something that we 
partially agree with. Like Bill Maher will say something that we like, oh yeah, Bill Maher, that, he gets it. Even though he absolutely hates you, you and your cause, he said something that we thought we agreed with. Um, and we were so quick to uh, do that. And that's the same thing kind of goes with right back into uh, supporting our own, uh, you know, entertainment. You know, we have people that are like Bryson Gray. We have these mm-hmm. uh, anonymous leads. We have uh, these uh, people who are trying to create this new culture. And yet we continue to want to latch on to the, the to the current culture that's that absolutely hates our causes and want to continue to give them money. You know, for me, I've given up, you know, a lot of the pro sports. I used to be a love big pro sport guy. I used to love watching football every Sunday uh, and taking the majority of my day up. You know, I dreaded going to church because I was going to miss the two hours of pregame uh, before the game even started. And that's how a lot of males are in this country, unfortunately, where we would rather spend our entire time being preached to by this, uh, by the sports ball stuff where they'll sit there and say black lives matter and, and all of these progressive things that, and you suck as a white male and you should shut up and you should kneel down before us and et cetera, et cetera. And we continue to give them our money. And then when they say something that we agree with or kind of lines up, we're like, Oh yeah, see, see, it's, it's really, really bad work backwards thinking that we should continue to support a lot of those, those people. Did you see that uh, the NFL actually ended racism this year though? They the did. NFL's gay. Yeah. So they, they ended they ended zone first, and now they ended racism. Yeah, uh, no, it's the whole thing with Kanye is so weird to me because I feel like everybody has a really short memory, and everybody just wants to sit at the cool kids table. And a lot of people have been kind of upset with me for making this point, but like, do, do, we forget this guy calls himself Jesus. Jesus. Like he he called himself God in his lyrics. He calls himself Jesus. He still goes by Jesus or the shortened version Ye. It's like a super blasphemous. Like if you know the the history of the of the name, it was Jay Z called himself Jehovah as in Jehovah's. And he was a rap god. Then uh, Kanye called himself Jesus. I'm a rap god in his lyrics. He said I am a god. This is my effing message. Like this is what he said. And I have seen no indication that that's not still. I mean, he still goes by Ye, which is the shortened version of it. So I don't know. <clears throat> It's hard for me to think, yeah, this is a guy that's on my side, a guy who's who's never apologized for his blasphemous uh, <clears throat> title of himself. I, I think the guy's nuts. Football's gay? What's this? Who put this one up? Football's yeah, that's gay. me. I just wanted to show you when you were talking about how important football is. This was oh, their announcement last year. I remember this, yes. So if we were thinking like, hey, football's only gotten crazier recently... No. This last year they were telling you how gay they are. If this year they're telling you they ended racism, you you just know that they've become more racist. <clears throat> no, for sure. And speaking of uh, mentally ill people, I have this story here real quick. <laughs> it does flow off the same as uh, speaking of black people, but <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Only Frank could say. I'm that. not with them. For the record, anyone at home, I'm not with them. I don't think Kanye's having a problem. He's just he's right. All right, here we go. This happened uh, with Biden out and about hunting uh, young ladies when he's able to. Uh, Take a listen to this. Look at them. Now, the very important thing I told my daughter and granddaughters no serious guys in your 30s. Okay. No No serious guys to your 30. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) The Secret Service is like, can you stop filming this, please? Oh my God. It makes up, it it, it finally makes sense of his comment last month. She was 12 and I was 30 at the time. 
It's <laughs> whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? What, what was that? Yeah. No, sorry, I uh, I hit the wrong button. Anyway, oh. yeah, no, seriously, though, you know, it, you know, you know what I say to my daughter and other guys. Uh, yeah, you just tell your daughter you're showering with her. <laughs> she doesn't like that. What happened to hashtag believe all women? You know, it's, is it does believe all women mean only believe them when they're in front of a court trying to persuade you to not vote for a guy who's definitely not a gang rapist, or is, or does it apply to someone who's writing in their diary? You know that they don't expect anybody to read because that's when somebody's definitely going to lie is when they're writing terrible things about their father in their diary. Like that's when we stop believing all women. Is that, is that believe all women died uh, with what's her face? Uh, remember when Amber Kamala Hunter? said, "I believe." victim but it's all right whatever (laughs) i believe that my uh running mate now is uh a serial rapist i believe all the women that claim joe biden raped them but what are you gonna do that that definitely that definitely put a kibosh on it i think for sure that was the end of that no yeah Yeah. leave all women that won't be uh touted out until the next republican nominee for president comes out and then they'll get all that out along with the black lives matter so i was gonna say they have black lives matter in the corner now too Nobody puts BLM in the corner. Women's and binders. Remember that. <laughs> it's it's they, remarkably Trump's after all these years of Trump being you know under the the gun basically. I actually find it remark. I find him to be remarkably tame in his sexploitation, his his, his exploits in, in the sexual. You know, I, you would have thought by now you would have had like a million you know things come out that were like corroborated, but like. He he kind of lived like you know I, he wasn't a good man sex you know with his sex life but he wasn't that bad for like you know what you think of him right like this playboy million billionaire like he See, like kind of was like a straightforward guy for the most part. I like so. how Dave Chappelle looks at it. He says it's it's not about how many times you've cheated. It's about how many times you could have cheated and didn't. And so how many times could Donald have cheated? Probably yeah. billions of times. He's only hooked up with a couple prostitutes. That's like one in a couple billion. So he might be the most loyal man in the United States. That was his joke about Tiger Woods. Yeah. Trump is For at real. least into women uh, who were, I mean, not his age, but. At least of they're age. not children. Age, At least yeah. they're of age. I mean, that's what sets him apart from the majority of these politicians is that he, he he's into adult supermodels. To both your points, like Trump being if look, if Trump's not into uh, flying to Epstein Island and drinking uh, children's blood, he's probably far, you know, far above morally than every other elite there is out there. So. Exactly. They're like, this guy can't be in the White House. He likes grown <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Abby, filth. Filth mouth. You got dirt mouth. You got dirt in your mouth. Quoting put, Trump. Put her a timeout. Got a poop mouth, Ron Burgundy. Poop in your mouth. Okay. Nancy Pelosi, big, clean all this poo-poo out of here now. Yeah, figuratively and literally. At least I said steering wheel earlier. Good Lord. Yeah, we have euphemisms for a reason. Abby. <laughs> hey, we were talking about pedophilia, so it's not like it was uh it was family friendly up in here. What did you call it? A vibe shift. What was the adjective? <laughs> what? what? What did you call it again? You what was the phrase you used? I, I heard I, I wasn't allowed to say that anymore. Grown. Grown pussy. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Walker Walker. <laughs> yeah. 
saving us. But I did I did want to point out, I don't think we have the story, but this is a segue into something I wanted to show. So uh, Black people. did you hear that we saved the polar bears? I did actually, yeah. We I saved did not. the polar bears. So Al Gore will be so happy. <laughs> Greta's mission's complete. Greta Thunberg's gonna find her real parents. <laughs> the polar bears, if you remember, used to be just the poster children of climate change. They're like, we have to for the polar bears. Well, turns out their numbers have been going up uh, recently. So they've just been quietly pushed aside because no one needs the polar bears anymore because they're fine. Yes, Tom. Um, I know why the polar bears are coming back. It's because they stopped filming Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get okay, it. Tom. I didn't see Lost. But they shoot a polar bear. I don't know if you all know this, but one of the people who is deeply responsible for saving the polar bears is on this stream with us. And I'm going to show you why. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice work, Michael. That's Thank Michael, you. Single handedly bringing them back. I was going to do this again soon, just so everybody knows. So, speaking of this, black this people, is the what are you? Iteration. The first time I did it was uh, actually, it was about a year ago. Actually, it was right, right around a year ago. And it went viral. It was number one uh, trending. And I had like Forbes reach out for an interview, USA Today, Reuters fact checked me, Snopes fact checked me, and uh, Twitter added a. Actually, I don't see the. Uh, typically underneath this t this tweet, there's like a, a Twitter, like um, Twitter has like one of those like fact checks that they add on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so they say. Is that Italy? Yeah, yes. that's the thing. That's the thing. People don't see that it's this is this is the Mediterranean Sea just overlapped over the, the United States. Hey, and Ocean yes, Breeze so Salty, it's a good question. Lost was on a tropical island. That's part of the mystery on why there was a polar bear there. I've never seen Lost, so I I'm lost right now. Just helping educate yeah. everybody. <laughs> so speaking of black people, we didn't ask Michael much about what he does. About black think. people? Oh, on Lost, the the black guy's name is Michael. Black people. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, Michael, tell us about black people. What's your favorite? Oh no, that was a question about? earlier. We were going to ask you what is your preference in race and why. What's your favorite oh, black God. joke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to laugh at that. The internet is funny. forever. Not funny. <laughs> Nothing about that is funny. <laughs> you cannot laugh about stuff like that. <laughs> no but really tell us about what you do what are you about um well anyway uh yeah abby you're part of what i do i i yeah. have a uh, discord <laughs> server which stop come back what john might be watching right, so black people what island um no so yeah i i, I run like a, a fitness discord so we, we make programs and and we've been doing this for a couple of years now where everybody sort of like gets in shape together and we build like uh, in-house technology on this, on the server. And we're in the process of building an app actually. And uh, we've got like 70 plus members. Uh, it's a subscription service, but you could also join for free and, and, and just kind of be a part of the community and whatever. So we've been doing that for a couple of years. It started during COVID uh, back when people were like just getting out of shape because everybody was like locked down. So it started off with a lot of home workouts and stuff like that. And I was just sort of sharing what I was doing at home because I have a little, you know, a small home gym. So it just evolved from there and people really love it and it's been effective. And 
I, Abby joined up a couple months ago and uh, she likes it a lot, I think. And, yeah. uh, and I, so, yeah, this is so it's, it's kind of taken on a life of its own and we're just seeing where it goes. Michael, for people such as myself who's been banned from Discord, where else would I be able to be part of this gym thing? You've been banned from Discord? Yeah, yeah me was, too. <laughs> how does, how does, what, where am I? What, what, <laughs> am I on Cozy TV? What is this place? Not far from it. <laughs> that explains the questions about black people, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, no, I nowhere. You know what I heard? Gilded is pretty cool. Maybe we might make it. I don't. I don't know just yet, but maybe we might make a backup server on Gilded. But yeah, it's all on Discord. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you had a website. No, we do have a website. Yeah, but it links. You could to Discord. Links to Discord. <laughs> okay. to Discord. Yeah. But we're just getting started. So in the future, we have a website, www.gaintrust.us. But in the future, we're going to have like all of our programs will just be available for download and to purchase on our website. Um, right now, we, we haven't updated it in a little while, but maybe I'll do this because of this. I didn't realize people got banned from Discord. Am I a lot, a lot of people Discord? get banned from Discord? Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty bad about it. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. going to be banned from Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's spiraling. It's oh a really good... People get banned for memes on Discord. Jesus. Well, wait, so a uh, question. Was it in someone else's Discord that you got banned, or was it your own thing? No, it was, my, it was my Discord, and everybody that was a mod that was in my Discord also got banned as well. So we had a whole banning go on, so I had to create a Telegram uh, so my community would be able to uh, be able to communicate with one another. What did you again. do? We share memes. <laughs> All we do is share memes. That's unbelievable. Yeah, no, I know. I know they're they're not just left leaning. They're like they're they're yeah. Fascists. I know all about I know all about disc, the Discord people. Actually, I have a Thank funny you, story about the, Thank the Discord you, community. Huh. So there's a for people who owns who, people who run servers. There's like a Discord channel that, or a there's a server for people who own servers. It's like, it's like a managerial type thing where you can learn how to, you know, better run your own server and new updates are coming out and you can ask all these questions. So I'm on, I, I joined this thing cause I wanted to be up to date with the latest discord stuff. And I had my avatar on there is me basically shirtless, you know, like, you know, lifting a weight and, and, uh, and my name on there is like Mike, you know, it's like Mike. And then me is like this, you know, douchebag gym. Guy. Not prison Mike. Yeah, not prison Mike. And no, it's so, magic Mike. Continue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, big Mike. Closer to the big truth. Mike. So, um, so no, anyway, so I'm in there and, I, and so there's a channel for everybody to introduce themselves. And people are saying like, hi, I'm new to this server, blah, blah, blah. And everybody like, re you know, reacts with emojis like welcome, you know, and all this stuff. And, every, and everybody's getting all these welcoming emojis, welcoming emojis, welcoming. You can count on them. Every single one of them having these welcoming emojis. I come in and they're all like anime figures. I come in with this douchey avatar with Mike. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, I'm new, looking to learn more. It was dead silence. And then some people, you know, would, would join after me and be like, hey, guys, I'm new. You know, welcoming emoji, welcoming emoji, welcoming emoji. <laughs> so I changed my name to like, I just changed my name to like, I think I changed it to like Zim, X-I-M. And I gave myself an anime emoji and then I gave myself he, him, he, him pronouns. 
And wouldn't you know it, everybody is interacting with me and they like me so much. They were so helpful. And I was just the, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I thought Zim was your pronoun. I can't keep up with that stuff anymore. Zer Zim, yeah. Yeah, Zim Zer Z. Yeah, it's crazy. Why is that, you think? Is it like an is it within human nature that we don't seek out people who look like they're already competent and can be independent? <laughs> Probably. No, but I look like a somebody who, you know, votes the other way. It, you could tell people that look like that, you know? It's, I don't know. It was just Yeah. It's interesting to me how the right and left conversation plays out in other areas that are not political Twitter. So we just talk about politics in, in our spheres of the world, but in the fitness sphere of the world where Michael like has one foot in, in pol- political Twitter, and but most of him in, in like the fitness world and the same conversations are happening, but they're mostly about like fat phobia and there's, and all of these things. And so the left, end of of the fitness conversation there's a lot of like hatred toward people who look like michael who are like successful at pursuing fitness and take personal responsibility and don't think that they're going to get a shortcut and actually work hard so that same conversation plays out all across the internet in different ways yeah so wait michael is being targeted as a white male i thought we were privileged Did Sydney Watson just make the uh, New York Post about her taking a picture or making a video yep. of being no. stuck between two fat people on an airplane? I felt so bad for her. That she happened. was being completely squished by terribly fat people. And it was like a fat shaming article, wasn't it? They were like blaming her for yeah, pointing were, that out. Yeah. Yeah, she said <laughs> something like, uh, if you need seatbelt extenders, you should just drive. <laughs> <laughs> but she seriously couldn't even put her tray table down because the fat was in the way. <laughs> that happened to me I hate, once. I hate when that happened. That happened to me too. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't need a seatbelt because I just had two big chubby, you know, pillows over top of my chest the whole <laughs> flight. Uh, and it was already Spirit Airlines, so there's no room anyway. Maybe poker and see if they deflate. <laughs> I actually bought. Um, I actually I, I upgraded my seat because I was because I was going to California for the first time ever. I'm from the East Coast, and it was going to be long, and it was going to be horrible. And so I purchased a, uh, a a plus seat because I was like, I just want to be really comfortable because this is going to suck. I get this like 500 pound guy right next to me and it was all for naught. You know, you could, you know, you know the deal. It was all for naught. It was terrible. He was bought really the upgraded awful. seat too. And he was like half yeah. of yours also. <laughs> Did you ask for a discount since you only got to use half of your seat? <laughs> no, he ended up being like really confident too. It made me feel like a dweeb. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, where are you? I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going back to my recording studio in Cali. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, he, he probably he probably does like podcasts on fitness and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's I just all bring, audio. See me fitness in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring up something up and get Michael's opinion on it. So this is part of the whole conversation. Um, right and left in the fitness world, and I think that this is something that, that the right gets a little bit wrong. Where every single time uh, we see we see a picture of you know a fat person in wearing gym clothes, um, you know Nike posts an ad with you know a fat person in gym clothes. There's a ton of that, like wow, you're glorifying obesity, blah blah blah. And I feel like that's the one place we should see heavier people in ads because heavier people need to go to the gym. And like we, I I do think that there's a conversation to be had about like the it's going to be super the one place people need help 
getting fit and our, our first thing is like, you can't wear those yoga pants. You can't, you can't even wear gym well, clothes. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Advertising 101. Advertising 101. The person in the ad is the person, not who you want to sell to, but who the person who you're selling to wants to be. So Ask you want to, you want to sell to the person. If like you, the average person wants to be successful and attractive and good looking and fit. So that's the person you have to have in the ad and the, they're doing it unintentionally the opposite way. And that's why it's mind boggling to everyone who sees that Nike billboard and sees, why is there a 500 pound woman there? And why is she just now getting out of that seat next to Michael on the airplane? So I, I have that is inspirational way. I think Tom has a point. Sorry, I, I, so my problem isn't with the people, my pro- my point isn't about the ad itself. My point is about the conservative reaction to the ad. The conservative reaction to the ad is this person looks so awful in this clothing. I do think that we mock people who are really fat mercilessly on the internet as opposed to actively encouraging them to better their lives. Abby, I think that when we see a really grossly obese person, you and I have a different understanding of why that person would be mocked. I would have that person mocked so that all the other people who are right on the edge of potentially going down the same path would say, I don't want to be mocked like that because that's not how I want to be. And they'll go hit the gym instead and find Michael's stuff online. The person that you're trying to save with not having everyone be shown that fat lifestyles is good aren't the fatties because they're already that way. It's the people who would become that way because they're now shown that as an example. You want to give people the best examples to follow, not show them all the different pathways that life can lead you on because they're not all good. I want to get Michael's opinion on this. That was convincing. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I think that's a really good, great point. Um, I, initially, I was just going to say, if you live in like a right-leaning society where all the institutions are right-leaning-ish, and then you you want to cater to the individual and and promote this sort of clothes for bigger people uh as long as i'm sorry in that case it wouldn't be theoretically celebrated it would just be a marketing ploy and whatever it might not be pleasant to look at but whatever it's more kind of but what what i think the reaction at least for myself is like the abnormal and unhealthy and strange and uh uncomfortable and uh, you know, uh, undermining the most undermining images are seem to be the the ploy of left wing ideology. Like the way that you undermine everything good and nice and beautiful is by celebrating the ugly. And I think that's why that irks us more. Um, and I don't. And, and but if you lived in a society that was normal and not like insane, uh, mm-hmm. it would be one of those things where I would kind of be like, eh just don't put it on like the billboard in New York city. Like I want that to be for pretty people, you know, what's, what's like Abby's right. When, when people are in gyms, you have the rules. Like you can't mock people. You're not supposed to like look and, oh, point and mock. And, right. Yeah, and so I feel like we're already there where people aren't jerks to the, to the obese and to the, the fat people in the gym. It's like the people who are making comments on memes really. But it, I, think I think what's telling is what the advertise is how the advertisers respond to the online interaction. They always are putting these ads out. This is this giant person is the new face of Nike. And then if anybody's like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't celebrate uh, obesity. You the, all of all of their response is always fat pride, fat. It's it, they they are very intentionally. Then they tell you why they're doing it. So like I get what you're saying. I, I get what Abby's saying, but I don't think that that's the intention. I think I think that that. The, the fat pride, the fat acceptance, the this is this is what we want you to be is the intention. So 
I do want to clarify. I, I completely agree with you as far as the, from the direction of marketing. I, I disagree with what they're doing. I it's it's the the grassroots conservative response to fat people doing anything. Like I'll, I'll watch somebody on TikTok who's like tracking their fitness journey and they've already come a long way, but they're still fat and they're lifting. And then you see all these conservatives in the comments being absolutely brutal to them. So in a way that you wouldn't see in real life in the gym, like Tom was saying, they are, you know, I think conservatives can be really, really terrible sometimes to people who are trying to claw their way up. And I don't think that that is helpful. Is it, it- I think it's not conservatives, but it's yeah, people online and that you may be around conservatives online more than liberals online. I've seen more liberals attack people for losing weight because it's fat phobic. I've seen people who comment on pictures of weight loss because they're mad that the person is now condemning the fat. It's well, like, exactly that both. happens way more than yeah. the opposite. They attacked I uh, Adele when she lost yeah. weight and she was trying to celebrate the loss of weight. They're the like, oh, how dare you? And the Australian, the Australian <laughs> the chick, Rebel way. Wilson, the same thing. She lost a bunch of weight and all the lefties said she's no longer funny. The existence of the leftist response that's terrible does not negate the existence of the right ring response. That's no, terrible. I'm saying I'm just, it's not based in politics. It's based on being online. You have left, right, and center. All people are trolls online. You I don't see Abby, comments in real life because it's not based in politics. It's based in per- people getting away with saying it. I wouldn't mock you being fat or thin based on me being conservative or liberal. It's I can get away with it on a keyboard and I can't in a gym. But everybody's online. Everybody sees how people on the right conduct themselves online. And then they judge people on the right in real life based on how we conduct ourselves online. So I, I don't in any on any platform make a huge distinction between real life and online because it absolutely shapes the way that we see each other. But this is what my point is, is if online it is happening for everyone, then in real life it happens for everyone mentally. And there's not one group of conservatives who are condemning fat people. It's people at like, like if you download the app iFunny, it's a meme app. It's for like bad memes that are probably not going to be even allowed on Facebook for most of them. It's the last like free speech app for funny jokes. And it's probably 12 years old. That is more conservative now because that's just the way that things are trending. And it's all pro people that are fat trying to lose weight going out to the gym. You're not going to see one comment that's allowed there where people are saying like, oh, shut up, fat ass or anything like that. And so I would just I would encourage you to look at more conservative content online. If you think that conservatives really do treat people that way, I would think that that's maybe a minority of people. I I see a lot of things online. I I'm going to absolutely call out conservatives when I see a, a trend in a certain way. And it's not just toward fat people. I think we have a little bit of a messaging problem sometimes where the left is really good at saying we care about poor people. We care about people who are down on their luck. We care about all these people and conservatives far too often, instead of just speaking to our principles, speaking to the things we know that are true, we just speak in a reactionary way to the left. And so we're like, oh, they care about poor people. We don't. They like they like it when fat people are are, are fat. We think they're I ugly. And, I don't think people just, do that. Like I, I feel like you're giving them ground and saying conservatives do these things when I've, I've never heard a conservative. My own eyes. I've so never heard. I've never heard times. a person. Abby, let me finish my point. I've never heard a conservative person say if the left cares about homeless, then we don't care for homeless people. I've heard conservatives say that they, they on the left use the word care as a different word that we would. I would care for a homeless person and getting them help, not for setting up a homeless camp and funding it and getting some money out of it. That's what the people on the left. And that's what in California in particular, it's $800,000 per per homeless person, but it's never to help them. It's always to continue to pay a system that provides for homelessness. They call that homeless care. I would be against that, but that's not against caring for homeless people. 
conservatives are just maybe a little yeah. bit more nuanced in their language. And the left likes to label things broadly so that they can vote it through. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I, that's I'm I guess about the, the, the point, though, conservatives don't do what you're suggesting they do. You're just applying I the label. I every single day. Individual conservatives in individual statements, a huge trend of it being awful to people who are down on their luck. Then yeah, next yeah, yeah. weekend, you'll have a whole two hours full of screenshots that you'll take over the next week because I'd like to see like 10. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, you find me conservatives mocking people in yep. in earnest right. and we'll go over them next weekend we gotta we gotta keep moving guys yep. uh we can finish up this uh segment another day but we got a lot of stuff yeah next weekend when she shows us all the screenshots of all the nasty conservatives i'd love to see them it's all gonna right. be super easy <laughs> <laughs> all right wow speaking of uh all they can't just stuff, be you either libby <laughs> they can't be our dms <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't look at our dms anyway <laughs> Oh, goodness. I saw this, and having a fitness guy on here, I wanted to kind of get his take on this uh, because it continues to continue to kind of see this uh, trend going on. Let me grab it real quick. Let's see. Where, where did it go? Uh, here it is. Check this out. Reachers, researchers now say video games can cause heart attacks in children if they get too excited. <laughs> too excited about the booster. <laughs> I was going to say, they're getting that, that Pfizer uh, jolt of excitement right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Michael? Kids? I mean, this is, I mean, at some point, you just have to laugh, really. I know it's, it's not climate change, but now it's uh, video games. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They will find any. It's just, Go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's just like they're almost leaning into the meme, you know? And what does that say when they lean into the mean? It just means it means I know that you know and I don't care. Right. Exactly. I know that you know that I know that you know. <laughs> and uh, but we're gonna be we're doing this. We're going for this. That's that's all I get out of that. It's like total control, right? Like that you know yeah. they're lying. They know that you know, and they're doing it anyway because they have total control. But that was I, I, I wanted to jump in, but I don't want to rehash this. But I was, I was only thing I wanted to add to the last what you guys were talking about was just that. I think what at what you see with conservatives typically with in terms of commentary is raw, um, unfiltered um, reaction. And then on the left, it comes from a place of control. They're in control of the narrative. They have the language for it built into society. So it's not that conservatives have a problem, liberals don't. It's more like the problem really is who controls the language because we're fighting from not controlling language. So then in order to break through, we have to actually say things that sound harsh. And I agree. And to, to your point though, Abby, which I actually agree with is, is that harsh language can really be, a, it, that's the whole point of controlling the language. You make us say something that sounds harsh and then people won't be attracted to us. So in a, in a perfect solution to this, we win the language, we win the culture back. I know this is like not happening. It's over for America, but let's just say we got, I'm joking, joking. Now, let's say we got the culture back, then, yeah, I think it would be a different uh, formula for who conservatives are when it comes to caring about people in terms of obesity and health and all this stuff. That, that's what I wanted to add to that. Same thing with this article. It's like they own the language. They don't care. They have control. So yeah, like if conservatives didn't care about people's health and people's like well-being, then we would be the ones pushing all the trans stuff. We'd be the ones pushing all of the, um, you know, terrible diets. But you see that coming not from the le- from the right, but from the left. It's easy to be like Leonardo DiCaprio, like it, like you could you could you can uh, you know give to the animals and be really you know 
a great person because you're rich. Even I think he even said this in Wolf of Wall Street. It's like you could be a better person person when you're filthy rich. That's that's similar to the left right now. It's like they they're filthy rich in terms of cultural capital. So it's very easy to sound a certain way. And when we just condemn the, the right as saying, oh, they have a problem with messaging, it's like, well, it's it's true, but it's a little unfair is, is what I would say. It's like they, think, the left think, has made it illegal to have a, a conservative opinion. I'll, I'll shut I up think in a second. We, I think we lose because we don't have principles and we don't stand on our principles. Could be. Yeah, just to, to finish what I was saying, I, the the left makes it hard for you to hold an opinion that is conservative without it being also labeled harsh. So you have to change your opinion. So like it's what Michael was saying, you're going to have your opinion. And if you say it, it's considered harsh. It's considered mean. It's considered undercutting when it's just reality as you see it. Uh, and the left has kind of bastardized reality in that way. So now it's, if you don't agree with them, you're not credible. You must be a hater and not a ra- They have all the labels and they can use that institutional power to weaponize that. Yeah. I can see both. I can see both positions on this not to be a centrist but i really could <laughs> well we got this other story here as well i wanted to get uh pj's take on this because of his uh former service here it says i'm still floored that congress is shoveling billions into ukraine while the pentagon suggests our soldiers should go on welfare if they're struggling with rising costs and here's the story here it was uh, army suggests soldiers fighting inflation go on food stamps it's just not new i mean it's terrible it's terrible that they're just saying what what they've always been doing, but it's not new. I mean, that's the whole problem. Like, I, I've said this for years. Like, the fact that we have these organizations out there, like the Wounded Warrior Project and stuff like this, they're good organizations. They shouldn't be necessary. Mm-hmm. It's the whole problem. We don't take care of our soldiers. We don't we don't offer them legitimate job training, transitioning out of the military. We don't we, we break people and then we let, leave them to be homeless on the streets. So the fact that they're just saying it now and they're like, hey, you know what would be great? Join the army, and then guess what? We won't leave you on the streets. We'll just make you a perpetual slave to the government. That's the the leftist solution. It's it's what they did to to the black communities, starting with LBJ. It's the same exact playbook. So they're, I mean, and you can see now what they're doing with the military. They're turning it into a, a leftist indoctrination camp, anyway. So it's, I feel like in a lot of ways the left has abandoned uh, because they feel like they have so much control. I mean, you can see the way that they talk about black people with the the ownership of black people is how they that's how it comes across. They're just. I think Candace Owens put it this way, and I've said it myself. It's uh, it's voting plantations. They've got them on the voting plantations. That's all they need them for. Now, now let's uh, work on the military. Well, yeah. Speaking of uh, of black people and working on the plantations and stuff, there was a story <laughs> of of the of your transitions, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> the governor of Wisconsin that was talking about illegal immigration and how they need those people uh, to continue to do the jobs. This was in a debate the other night. Um, and just piggyback right back off of the things we were talking about last week with Nancy Pelosi saying the same thing about how we need uh, these Hispanics uh, who are here illegally to continue these jobs. Pick and, the fruit. Well, yeah, to pick the fruit and stuff. Let me grab that uh, soundbite real quick from, from that. I shared it in our uh, thing here, but I guess I did not share it in here. Let me grab it. Yeah, so Nancy Pelosi and AOC have that in common. Occasionally, they are stupid enough or drunk enough to say the thing that they're trying to keep quiet right there out loud to the public. So in this case, Nancy Pelosi saying to everyone, we, the Democrats in Florida, still need these illegals to be pumped here because we need them for, as she says, work. But I would assume it's ballots and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, here it is right here. The Wisconsin um, Democrat Governor Tony Evers. Let's take a listen. Yes, we have 70,000 people, undocumented people in the state of Wisconsin. 
whether they're most of them are working hard, whether it's in our whether they're in our factories, whether they're in in uh, uh, in an agriculture area. If we if we don't do something, well, I mean, if if those people would leave the agriculture industry, we would no longer be the dairy state folks. We depend on that labor, and they provide great labor. We need to be able to say to them, yeah, you should be able to have a driver's license. I've heard this argument before. You, does this sound familiar to anybody else? Yeah, Georgia, 1856. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I tweeted out. It's a no different than the Democrat slave owners of the 1800s. <clears throat> oh, my God. It's the exact same argument. I don't know how they don't, like... Talk about shit messaging. Like I don't know how you say, how you say that. You know, be like, hey, you know, uh, I I uh, I didn't realize that uh, I was saying the exact same argument my party's been saying since 1850s. And, and I've heard that a lot, especially coming out of the you know community that I've grown up in. I've grown up in migrant community. I grew up picking you know harvesting uh, crops uh, as a as a child with my family and I would hear that argument all the time. Well, we need these people here to pick them. If they don't pick it, who's going to who's going to pick it? You know, that's, I hate that, that argument. That would have, that's been the argument the entire time. Or that's what they used to justify. It's not true. It's yeah, who would, not pick, it, tr- who would pick it if they it, were never there? Someone it, would, or we'd have an, a, a we played contraption. We experiment out with Australia, it, actually. Yeah, it um, drives just, down. Just, go ahead. No, go ahead, Frank. Sorry. Oh, no, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, we played this experiment out with Australia because Australia, they kicked everybody out from immigration when COVID hit. And all those jobs that people wouldn't take all got filled up. They had the lowest uh, unemployment numbers that they had, like, ever. As a, as a white person who grew up farming my whole life, I've always hated this argument. It's always been stupid. I've done it's all the bullshit. same jobs that every one of these illegal Mexicans works, you know, and we're told, oh, only they'll take it. Only they'll take I've taken all of those jobs. Are you kidding me? And, it's so stupid. And what one of the things they don't like talking about, like Cesar Chavez, who's one of the leftist heroes, they hate to uh, talk about his positions on illegal immigration because he was against illegal immigration because it drove down wages uh, for the people that were here legally that we're uh, taking part in those jobs. That's, that is not a free market job uh, in the, in the agriculture industry because they know they can get away with paying low wages, low uh, to these uh, people who are here illegally. They know they can't go anywhere else and that's what they're here for. And so that's why they're able to uh, use the very low wages uh, and then put them, put them up in these migrant camps that are right down disgusting, by the way, a lot of them are. Um, and the low uh, living conditions that they that they they live in—it's the modern day plantation, if you will—and how these people are being treated. And it's a it's an issue that is close to my heart because I grew up in it and I understand uh, the the dynamics of it. And you know, it's—I would say it's not the farmer's fault because they're they're doing what's being allowed. They're allowed to do this. And I, we would see, I would see ICE agents come out every occasionally to come out there to check to see if people were legal, but nobody were, was ever deported. Nobody was ever taken away. Uh, they were allowed to continue to work and continue to do these things because it's a little wink, a little nod saying, hey, yeah, we need these people picking this stuff uh, for these low wages so we can continue to ship them to the, uh, uh, to the, to the uh, stores and things like that for people. So, again, it's just one of those things that they – continue to justify that they need to have happen it's it's just further proof of the uniparty uh corporatist fake uh capitalist economy that we've built you know we've got all these corporations that are you know working with the government the government's like hey you know we saw this through covid hey you guys can stay open this other place can't because you're big enough and you pay our bills they're all working together to continue to keep wages low for for americans because they want to rake in record profits 
Bingo. It's, yeah, Frank, can I disagree with you and stay on the stream like long term? Am I allowed to have it? Because I know you just said you don't you don't blame the uh, that's a joke. Uh, you, you don't blame the people that are hiring and employing them. But isn't that kind of the same argument? Well, I like, do. No, I do. In, in a way, because they know they got the government support in, in doing so. I knew so I'd they, convince you. Right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, if, no. If if you knew the government, federal government had your back on things like rioting every night in the streets and you knew where you were going to get arrested, you would continue to do so. And that is the same dynamic that you have here that's happening with farmers across the country. They know they can get away with hiring uh, or having these uh, uh, illegals pick their uh, crops for them because they know nothing's going to happen. They aren't going to get any fines or they're not going to be uh, investigated too harshly because they know uh, they are providing these uh, things. But if we actually had a principled conservative stand, that would be one of them where we would uh, have a administration come in and hold these uh, principles tight and people would start waking up to the fact that, hey, we can't not continue to do this. Uh, we have all these people who are unemployed. Why can't we get these people uh, jobs? There's plenty in agriculture because they don't want to work because they know they are going to get a fat check for sitting on their arses at home. Yeah. Yeah, COVID made this even worse too, by the way. Everybody, I remember there was a point where everybody was like, well, if I stay home, I'll get paid more than if I go work this job. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, what am I trying to say? There's like a entitlement problem with a lot of Americans. And then there's this whole, you know, to what Tom was saying, there's a, there's a certain level of complicity that these corporations that have illegals, the higher illegals are a part of, are a part of the problem, but they've been allowed to, I mean, so they're, they're mm -hmm. bad, but they're not uh, on the same level as the government that permits it. I mean, the plantation owners are bad, but it's really the, yeah. I mean, well, that's okay. the same argument. That's what I was going to say is Fair how enough. can you not blame them? They're, fair, no, fair enough. they're undermining everyone else who's playing by the rules. It's Correct. if they don't pay their taxes, but you do. And they say, well, if I, don't, if I paid my taxes, I couldn't stay in business. Come on. No, you want right. the economy to do well, right? So I'm going to scheme and you're going to pay by the rules. No, you don't. You don't let them off the hook because they're employing people just because that's how the economy works today. Because that's how the cotton gin was invented later on. We didn't need it. No, oh, you're, oh. you're right. You're right. You're making a good point. I, I misspoke. No, we it's not that we're, we're able to disagree. I just don't want it to be like a contentious thing. I, I, I would not, absolutely no, blame no, you, anyone who employs them. You've convinced me. I, I, was, I wasn't saying that they were innocent. I just meant that I feel like that the, the government's. But you're right. If you're anything, right. we're it's all able to now see how it was yeah. so permissible to say, well, we don't like slavery, but they already yeah. have the property and those plantations already exist and we need cotton. Like, that's the same arguments then. I just we need the fruit. We need the vegetables. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. And now we yeah. can see how easy it is to make that argument. Mm hmm. Yep. We need an ESG score for uh, hiring illegals. Dude, I would have a <laughs> negative ESG score. They would like they would be like asking for me to pay back ESG points. <laughs> You'd be locked out of your electricity because you're negative. They're gonna ESG take away my score. stone and make sure I don't have a slate. Like that's how <laughs> did you guys that's how see, bad it is. Did, did you guys see that the latest uh push for a new ESG type uh uh punishments through PayPal this week? The, they're, had, they're gonna find people, people twenty five hundred dollars for saying things online that uh, they didn't like. I had people, a lot of, a few people in uh, who pay uh, dues through uh, PayPal switched over. I was really happy about that. Good. Yeah. yeah. I hope everybody ditches PayPal. Yeah. I, I, I well, I've been banned from PayPal. So. <laughs> Discord. <laughs> where, where have you not been banned, Frank? Besides YouTube, I guess. Very, very, I, I've been banned from YouTube now before as well. So I mean, <laughs> all right. Can I respond to that comment real quick? Yeah, that's why I popped it up. Yeah. So. I I I understand I I completely see see what you're saying there. However, I think that too often 
people don't speak up at work because they're afraid. And then they take it out online. And that is on them. That is on them for for either one, just being too scared of, of what people are going to think of them to say something, two, being scared of losing their job, which comes down to you are giving your your life's blood to a company that hates everything you stand for. And that's not something people can usually change overnight, but you, you should change it. Do not give your life's blood to a company that hates everything you believe in. So I don't think that that's a really, it, it's true that the point you're making, but I don't think it's an excuse for behavior online. I think the behavior online is indicative of a problem in real life. Somebody asked what's a good alternative for PayPal. I use Cash App. I like Cash App. Cash App's good. Ko-Fi also works. Ko, K-O hyphen Ko-Fi.com. Okay. I, was, it, I didn't know about them. Yeah, yeah good. I'm still looking at some other ones. Cash App is one I've used. Ko-Fi is cool because you can set up monthly you know, tiers or people can set themselves up. They can decide if it's a dollar or two or a month or whatever. Anyway. Well, how do you spell that? Ko-Fi? Yeah, Ko-Fi. Check that out. K-O-F-I. Um, yeah, K-O-F-I. Google for that. I was going to tell you at uh, at my job, at a, uh, at a logistics and packaging company that also have uh, office printing abilities. It's called FedEx. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, Never heard of it. There's a, there's a particular person who I work beneath um, and they, and I say they, cause even though they tell pronoun? us that they tell us their pronouns are he, him, but I'm not convinced. And I told my wife when I came home. Yeah. I mean, if, if this is seen, I'm fired. So it doesn't matter. If I told my wife when I came home, like the first couple of days, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is a trans and it's like an import from Wisconsin. So it's, it's like, I'm, I'm new here. And it's like, this like short curly hair and like the scraggly beard that frankly looks like a Merkin. Like it looks like someone's like had it for like a, a play or something. It's not real. Like it looks like a fake beard. It looks like what a lady would look like if you gave a lady testosterone for a decade. Frankly, she wears a binder and has like waddly fat butt with hips and all. Anyways, this is all off topic, but I'm trying to paint for you a picture of a guy who's trying to pass as a guy and everyone can tell it's a trend. I think everyone can tell the customers come in. They just think it's a gay guy. That's how passing <laughs> this person's really trying to be. They're always promoting their leftism in the office and they're constantly telling us more and more about their opinions and their things. Oh, did you see this? I think this. And so I just, instead of being quiet and holding my tongue, knowing this is how you keep your job, I've gone the opposite way. I'm now the minority there in his mind, their mind. So I just start saying, Ooh, um, what you said about how all white men are a problem. I'm a white man. And if you are my manager, I think you're going to ascribe that to me. And that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And so now they're like, Oh my God, I'm going to offend a subordinate and lose my job. And I just imported myself here from Wisconsin the other day. I told them, and then I'm having like, I'm having a joke with them now because they don't realize they're in, they're in the crosshairs. I tell him, uh, he says something like, oh, yeah, this was so easy. It was a cinch. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah, it was cinchy. And I go, I wouldn't say that if I were you. And he's like, wait, why? I'm like, uh, do you not know what that means? Do you not know what that's related to? And he goes, no. I'm like, oh, the origin of that. I would check that out. That seems, and he's like, I don't want to be offensive. I don't. And so he apologized over and over for saying the word cinchy. You're like, I think, so I think that one time. This is how we need to move forward. We need yes. to completely throw it back yes. at them, play it back at them, tell them like, that was offensive what you just said to me. And by the way, I define what you just said differently than you do. So now I'm hurt. You need to apologize. Genuflect to me. And they do it. And this is the point. This is the point, folks. They do it. You tell them that cinchy is offensive. And the next day they come and tell you, I'm so sorry I used that word. I will not say that. And in the future, I'll be more mindful of how I speak in front of others. 
they do it to themselves. So we can now use that against them. Well, for not having any coworkers of my own, the only coworkers I currently have are you guys. So if I ever say anything to offend you, let me know. I'm so offended at the at the at the idea that I could be offended. I'm going to Abby you. after this, aka HR. You don't understand. This guy went home. This guy went home and spent like at least an hour. So we're trying to do the research, looking into exactly how it was offensive because he came back and told our other coworker, I think Tom's just like winding me up. That that didn't mean anything. I looked into it and that means nothing, which I heard and then died laughing. Like he really went home and looked it up. <laughs> it was a cinch. It's, it's amazing when we learn their language enough to speak it back to them. I do this on Twitter all the time and people on the right get confused. So <laughs> but it's it's so much fun. Like what the tweet about about drag being like like blackface like you speak their language and they're like <laughs> I, I had a i had a series on tiktok that pissed off the right and the left equally because i would use leftist language to mock them so like it was it was so amazing because i would have all these people get super mad at me and then eventually they'd watch the whole video and they would kind of get the joke at the end and it was just it was so funny watching the comments of people just you know arguing for different points but all everybody was mad at the same time were those and your like, uh, black and white videos that you yeah, were doing? yeah 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 i just i i, I labeled myself as a leftist and yeah that's great i just wanted to point that out remember <laughs> when 4chan yeah <laughs> remember when 4chan had a bunch of people pretending they were going to shave their heads for blm and you had girls posting on facebook shaving their heads <laughs> I don't remember that. But that's great. That's awesome. Oh, a couple. And they also did free bleeding. 4chan started oh, free bleeding. For, wait, that, that was a troll the whole time? A hundred percent. And now these oh, girls go with gosh. it because they all follow the leader. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, amazing. man. I need to get on 4chan. That you know, sounds we, like a lot of fun. Is that really your takeaway from this conversation? <laughs> got to get on 4chan. <laughs> you know, we missed our whole uh, our whole opportunity to chill out our stuff uh, earlier with not telling people to go and subscribe. Yeah, the whole time you should have been looking in the description for links. You can find PJ Williams, Abby Libby, Frank. We're hiding his last name and Tom from America Floats. There are links all in the description. You can also say hello on all the different platforms. Gab getter truth social twitter i'm sure still exists for some people i don't know and then there's youtube odyssey rumble bit shoot and did i miss one gab tv anyone want to shout anything out in particular and then michael where are your links i have uh, I, I don't have my links ready but i will get them you can find me on rumble at uh gain trust um and i will get you my I, you can find me on gain trust on uh on youtube as well we post up um we post up uh youtube i mean sorry like how-to videos and how to do all these different kind of exercises and we're getting into our nutrition and we're going to do some satire soon because I can't be serious for too long. <laughs> those videos, those videos are super helpful. I will say uh, just being in the discord server, I joined, I was like, <clears throat> I just want somebody to report my runs to, I just want somebody to report my swims to and everyone in their lifts. It is like super built. And I was like, fine. I, I just have all this fear of missing out. I'll just try. So I watched some of these videos and like figured out how to deadlift. And now I'm like, <laughs> Now I'm like a girl who lifts, which is so much fun. Frank, yeah, Abby, Abby actually off. reported her lifting uh, her weights and, and reps and stuff to a group chat I was in yesterday. And it was a, a perfect <laughs> opportunity to say, good for a woman. It was really <laughs> true. I mean, it, you know, for, it, for me, I would have been like, that, nah, you know, but yeah, uh, no. Actually, so Abby, you stopped watching She-Hulk and you started becoming the She-Hulk. Yeah, yes, true. exactly. She Real That's quick, true. I was so inspired. We got 20 minutes before last call. So if you guys have any uh, super chats you want to be read on air or any questions you want answered, uh, you guys got about 20 minutes before we do last call and we 
entertain those uh, questions and comments. Also, it's uh, two weeks from the Halloween weekend, so your super chat can include your costume plans or costume requests for members of the show. Which would be great. Yeah, I still I still see Frank as uh, the big, uh, juicy booty Latina AOC. But uh, yeah, let's let's see that in the chat. Um, I want to I want to show one more thing real quick before we move on. We do have this store. I know we talked about it last week. The last oh, American I'm wearing podcast. my shirt today. That's what I meant to do. Nice. So yeah, I ordered the uh, the Minuteman shirt last week. Uh, I'm ordering feature, that one there. This one right here is what raise Frank wants to get the laser raise your yep. raise your glass. I can't speak today. It's all good. We've got them t shirts. Um, you got a glaze your ass shirt. What? Yep, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's for uh, the date them uh, yeah. ones. <laughs> so I'm gonna drop that link in the chat, and it will, if you guys are listening to this later, uh, it's also gonna be there for the uh, audio only podcast listeners, the blind viewers. Uh, yeah, so all that's good stuff. Um, did, what was the next story you wanted to talk about? Because I think we had a few we wanted to get. I thought to. we were this, heading. This is a highlight we should discuss. Uh, Tom, the beard looks way too silky. Well, care for take some notes from Frank's nine days in combat beard. <laughs> <laughs> nine days. I just actually trimmed my beard down. It, it was uh, really getting annoying, so I had to trim it down. So. Yeah, who was that? Uniquely us? Thank you. I appreciate it. Uniquely us. Where? I'm just kidding, Frank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, my wife's on? <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, we were going to tackle a little bit of entertainment stuff and football stuff uh, because there was a foosball. Yeah, foosball. Talking about oh, raci- ending, Sorry. ending racism. Uh, do you have that story pulled up there, Tom? Yeah. So Tom, uh, Todd, Todd Bowles, uh, was, they were trying to coax him into giving a, uh, a woke response, and this is, this is what he did instead. So let's play this. You, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that league. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. Can, can I just ask, does this guy think he's asking, like, don't all black people know each other? Is that what he's insinuating? <laughs> he's like, like, no, you guys are good friends because you're black. That's what it sounds like. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, means that we're eyeballs <laughs> to begin with. And I think the minute you Come guys on. start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. I he love must, it. <laughs> he must not. He must not got the memo from the NFL that you have to. Uh, uh, <laughs> got to play the race victim on that. Did Did the reporter really say you guys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With regard to, I I was, I was being facetious. They actually did it. <laughs> I was informed in college when I when I used that like completely innocently. I was just I was talking to a black dude about like just trying to get his like what his experience in life was. No, and you walked up to him, like you guys like, all play basketball, right? <laughs> And he's like, what do you guys think of hot sauce, really? And he was like, first of all, you cannot say you guys. And this was a conservative guy. Oh, he was just using the race card. You totally can say you guys. Why wouldn't you? Makes total sense. You people. They were like, oh my gosh, you can't say you people. What do you mean, you people? You're not me, you people. I thought you were people. (laughs) My mistake. You know, know, he must not got that memo because most of the uh, woke... Uh, sport reporters are just as woke as the media that you see on CNN or MSNBC or wherever else. 
and they just want uh, that tagline for them to continue to say that. And the coach was right, though. As soon as you stop talking about it, it quits becoming an issue. Yeah, I mean, it had quit becoming an issue before Barack Obama became president, really, if you think about it. So uh, that's yeah. when everything became racialized to the nth degree again. It's We're, we're back to 1960s level uh, race relations in this We country. are such a racist nation that we elected a black president. Twice. Yeah, P- PJ's Twice. making his argument of out of sight, out of mind politics, where you just keep all the minorities out of sight and then there's no problem because they're not in mind. <laughs> you Look, people. Frank's here. Get back no, to the sorry. 50s where we didn't have to concern <laughs> ourselves with out it. of sight. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we, PJ, we go back too far in time and then you and I are both minorities too. We got to be careful. That's true. That's true. So speaking of entertainment, did you guys see this bit of entertainment speaking this of black week? People, yeah. Speaking of entertainment, Manhattan Congressman <laughs> Candidate publishes a porn video to highlight his sex positive platform. I you know, I saw this story and I'm like, I thought sex tapes used to be a political scandal, not a way to get votes. <clears throat> but now we've seen how many how many politicians with OnlyFans now? There was another story about OnlyFans this week. Some woman was mad that her pictures got leaked from OnlyFans because if you put your naked body online, you're gonna be mad when your naked body's online for some reason. Oddly enough, I saw <laughs> one of those like in passing headline in the margin kind of deals where it says nurse who quit her job due to the pandemic. Now over a million dollars annually due to OnlyFans. And I like, saw that Geez. story too. Yeah, Jeez, oh, Pete's. And I mean, she wasn't even that hot. So just imagine what a real foxy nurse could do. Well, yeah, there's that uh, ex-teacher. Who That's a joke. Having... God, no, <laughs> never mind. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just going to say there was that ex-teacher that uh, had sex with one of her students and had is, is pregnant with their baby. Is uh, doing OnlyFans to I where she wants too. to continue to have other people's babies and oh, put it God. out there, and so yeah. Yeah, it's um, The Handmaid's Tale, but they're doing it to themselves. So is Jerry Nadler going to put out a sex tape now, too? Because well, that's what I was wondering, because Mike Itkiss is the guy who's running against Nadler, and he wants to legalize sex work. So he's that's his claim for making the sex tape. He's like, look, it's my sex positive message. I just want to say sex workers are cool. This is definitely not a ploy, so I can sleep with this is, is uh, porn star. Is he married? I don't know. Probably. The, like, part of the article, it didn't say if he was married, but the article goes on to say, look, sex within marriage is kind of outdated and oh sex God. outside of marriage is not a bad thing. And uh, sex work is work. You know, I mean, wet work is work, too, but sex work is work. So if you're part of a George. Sorry, black people picking cotton, so, you know, sex. Where is it? Frank? I can't Ray. believe you interrupted for that. <laughs> So if you can imagine like a George Soros funded think tank and they come up with an idea to further divide and conquer the United States through social uh, psyops and weird little um, limited hangouts, wouldn't this be a a good one? You you find a guy who really doesn't have that much to lose or you have a little bit of ownership of with some blackmail and then you tell him you're going to make a porn and then you're going to run for office and then you're going to be the guy who shifts the Overton window for the Democrats to now openly run porn stars openly run anyone who's got any kind of porn because you know hunter biden he wants the office someday he's got tons of porn out there how can we launder that in well we get a couple candidates to start throwing some porn out there we reverse engineer it so that in the future we can run with porn and that's what they're it, doing it right now exactly it doesn't matter if this guy wins the, the overton window is being shifted the by fact that he's action. running exactly yeah. they don't plan well, for him to I, win they plan for him to run on porn and he's probably not gonna win. Like- everybody knows who jerry nadler is so sorry go ahead michael well, I was going to say, like, I feel like we we're kind of jumping way ahead. Was it was it any good? <laughs> so I do a lot of research, but I did not do that research. I did not. I did not. So. It was all softcore. He's never going to get far. <laughs> yeah, now it's it softcore. The Overton windows shifting. You know, apparently not. 
in the article, it actually goes into give explicit details about how they agreed to do the sex tape without a condom. So I, I don't think it was softcore if that was a concern. You know, it's how long before they sit there and they'll want to film their own abortion. Uh, that's going to be ne- oh that's going to be 2024 politics, abortion. dude. You know, that's saying. already happening. They have like a whole Instagram and uh, like other, I guess not Instagram, maybe Instagram um, tumblers. There are like pages devoted to women doing at home self abortions in their bathtubs. And a lot right, of people but, die this way. But Frank's saying as a politician to do it. Right. Oh, yeah. I and mean, we're about, to, we're about to hire one. AOC was a survivor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Another one. Um, what about the other guy? The wheelchair kid. Sorry to say it that way. Oh, Matt, um, Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn. He was apparently in some <laughs> porn. Right. And so he was talking about how they that. all do orgies. What, what's the what's the big thing in thinking that they're not just going to openly trot out some pornies so that in 10 years they can all say, yeah, we all do it. Yeah, well, that's why they that have the porn. that's why they have that uh, whole slush fund in Congress to pay off all the people right now. So if you can uh, get you know that to shift over to a window even more, then they don't have to have the slush fund no more. <laughs> you do. You guys know I know Madison, right? No, I didn't know. No. That. They went to no. college together. No. Oh, really? No. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> what a guy! How, how are we supposed to know that? Is, is, is yeah. he, is he Wait, really is it, cool? Is it in your bio? I feel <laughs> like I, I bring that. it up. All the time. You really? Is I've he, never heard you say that. <laughs> is he is he wheelie cool though? Yeah. Cool. No. Okay. I don't know. He's he's kind of a, a fuck boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think she missed it. You're like, I know Madison, so I'm not don't don't say anything bad about him, but I'll say this thing. <laughs> no, Listen, no, I, I thought he was on a roll for a while, but apparently he hit some hard breaks. <laughs> I didn't say I know him like you can't say bad things about him. He he deserves it all. <laughs> well, yeah, wasn't he gay humping his cousin? I mean, there yeah. was a lot of stuff going. Were they on. naked when yeah. they did that? I can't remember. Dude, do you have to be? At some point, you just say you're gay humping a cousin. Pretty, pretty clothes, no clothes. It's wrong. Yeah, but the lower half doesn't work though, doesn't it? Dude, you should watch the video. He would look like a merman assaulting someone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was like a Jewish move too, because there was a sheet involved. There was a sheet over top. It was all crazy. This is a great Ooh, example of the right getting super excited about a minority who's good looking and running somebody and electing them without ever. He can't run checking. again. <laughs> I knew that was coming. After but, his uh, scandal, <laughs> you guys, where are your heads at? Yeah, seriously, come on. Without ever checking on his morals, because the entire college, which is super conservative, was like, "Can we please not run this guy? He's." awful yeah we he said he had morals and he said they were in his back pocket and we just trusted him (laughs) yeah i i wanted to defend the guy at first because i remember the first scandal that came out against him was that he was going 65 and a 55 one time (laughs) and i was like come on it's like seriously you're gonna go after a wheelchair guy for speeding i was like this is the dumbest thing i ever heard (laughs) and then more came out and i was like well I still support the guy. I, I, my theory is this: is if you survive something that horrible, you're like you're untouchable. You're now a rubber stamp for all the best votes. What, how he he didn't. Get? He did not survive it. No, he did not. No, he did but not. That, but but that was that was to the the and I know probably the minority here, but I think any conservative who came out against him for that sole reason, because what happens is if someone c- comes through that shit. And then they, they, they come out on the other side. They're like now, they're mm-hmm. like kind of like Donald Trump. They're like Teflon. 
So yeah. it's almost like I was kind of rooting for him, but then all these conservatives were like, well, that is just absolutely reprehensible behavior. I, and I'm like, I, I, exactly. I defended him all the way through the primary, yeah, even after that stuff came out, because I knew the alternatives. I'm like, that, those are guys well, yeah. worse. Right, yeah. yeah. I, what I, I want to yeah. see is for him to take a couple years mature a little bit yeah. get his principles under him get back on his get, feet get, roll get, out the camp get, get back on his day. feet <laughs> bastard <laughs> we are awful people <laughs> but don't put another truly, toe out of line no <laughs> he absolutely let people believe he was like wounded in iraq i didn't know really? that part i, I didn't know I that didn't part know that i didn't part. know that I didn't know that part. Listen, doesn't he have? He had like a secret fake wife, right? They had he had a fake wife on the honeymoon. He brought his cousin, who was also the guy who's in the video of him being humped, and then they broke up immediately. The wife and and the guy, and now he lives with the cousin. So, guys, I'm not saying he's gay with his cousin. Anyways, I'm, next. I'm just, saying he share, I'm just saying he would share bunk beds with uh, Frank Luntz. That's all I'm saying. He oh, <laughs> I bet you he's a Frank Luntz, Kevin McCarthy sandwich. And then he didn't like it anymore. And he said, right. uncle. And then he went to the news and said, you guys, they have like Coke fueled orgies in there, you know? And they're like, uh, you speak again and we'll put you out. And they did. They put him out. Yeah. I, I will he say might- I was, I was surprised about his cousin. Cause he was definitely in a relationship with his campaign manager. Also male. Was that it? There you go. <laughs> cousin campaign manager. One and the same. Depends on what he's handling at the moment. (laughs) At night, he's a cousin. During the day, he's a manager. Oh my gosh, PJ, please continue. I was going to say he might have only been wounded in Iraq. Would you? Did you guys know he was rear-ended in DC? (laughs) Oh my god! Was that after after going fifty-five into forty-five? He might have only been wounded in Iraq, but did you guys know that Joe Biden's son died in Iraq recently somehow? <laughs> Joe does. That's really good. That was, that was really good. <laughs> you guys oh, that's a great transition. It'd be the defense line at a go. pivotal point in the war. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely, I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Imagine the courage, the daring, and the genuine sacrifice, genuine sacrifice they all made. Well, I want to hear this Imagine, again. I mean it sincerely. I say this as a father of a man who won the Broad Star, the Conspiracy Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. And lost his life in Iraq. I like how Joe Biden like thinks that he he, he thinks he's still like this low level politician who can get away with you know, reciting the same story, stealing people's speeches, saying he got cancer, but also he got leukemia or, or asthma or whatever from the oil that dripped on his window in, in Pennsylvania one time. Like he thinks he can just continue to change his story and that people are just going to like go along with it. So now is now Bo died in Iraq. Bo, Bo, Bo died a lot of different places. Uh, Not a lot of Joe times. Biden. Dude, imagine the daring. Imagine the heroism. Imagine what it takes to die multiple times Due to multiple reasons, okay? Like, he did a lot for this country. First of all, died of a glioblastoma, okay? But also, apparently, died in Afghanistan or Iraq. We don't know. Depends on the day. Well, he died of that, but then he also died from shitter fumes. In, like, that was the, that's, that's the funny story to me. Is like, that's what gave him the cancer. <laughs> that's what he says. Like, that's, that's what gave him the cancer. Iraq. Was, the, the, the MREs are so toxic that if you breathe they in the fumes. Say what? I, you're saying you're telling me they tried walking this back by explaining it that way. No, I don't know. Oh, but no, like we're mocking because they're all ridiculous. A few, a few yeah. months ago, he tried to say that uh, the 
the shit pits in in, in Iraq where they burn they burn the feces or whatever. Pits, yeah. That's what gave that's what gave him cancer. That's what the claim he made a few months ago. So in reality, saying that MRE, know, the conspiracy is that it's from CERN, the particle accelerator. It's uh, John McCain <laughs> and Bo Biden and others trying to control and predict the future, and they all got waved out with brain cancer, and that's why they're all gone. Ah. I will they say the upside down 2012. Someone, look it up as someone who works with, you know, in an organization that helps combat veterans who struggle with stuff. Um, it, it is accurate to say that the, it, it, a link has been made between people who were exposed to the burn pits and the, that particular type of uh, a particular type of cancer. I don't think he can prove that his son got cancer because of that, but I do think the link is is. But then, fair but then, well, that's plausible cover. He died in that's Iraq. why, like, yeah, that's, no, that's possible. Like, we know that that's why people got cancer. That's why he decided that's his excuse. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll be with them. I got cancer for them. Yeah, we we all know it was CERN. I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not trying to defend Biden. I just, you know, if if anybody's listening and like is a I veteran def- who got cancer because of burnt or. I did like not that's, know that. That's, that's really legitimate. It's 100%. something that like the right. numbers are going up. It's it's a pretty awful thing that the community is struggling with. Is that because of the MREs though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I don't know about the MREs. It's because of smoke inhalation. They're inhaling like in, in, accelerant, right? They're pouring fuel. Essentially, they dump a lot of fuel and then they burn it. Have you ever eaten an MRE though? I know, but have you yes. seen Jarhead? I've seen Jarhead. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like what part mean, of Jarhead? The where they're burning the pits. Yeah. No, it's. I'm uh, sure the MREs don't help. There's, there's a joke in the army. In the army, everything's green, including your poop after you eat MREs. It's just, it's a fact. Um, are they made of Captain Crunch berries? They're, they're made of what? entirely preservatives and nothing else. Like I don't know Dude, what they are. They're Frank, terrible for you. Get some Captain Crunch berries, no. and you will see some green stool. <laughs> Speaking of green, if it's stool, oops all berries, it's blue. Speaking of green Weird. stool, uh, PJ did the honors for us and actually drugged That's a through great transition. Hulk. <laughs> that is a great transition. I love it. I did. So I, I got all the way through She-Hulk. I actually binged it last night for you guys because we talked about it and we forgot to talk about it for a few weeks. And I saw this article. This is after he binged bros, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I did not binge bros. <laughs> I saw this article. The She-Hulk team explains the fourth wall breaking finale and delivers an F you to toxic male trolls. Read She-Hulk delivers an F you to anyone who ever liked Marvel. I mean, that's the whole, the whole point of the show. All what eight or 10 episodes that I, put myself through i think i need a freaking paycheck for this uh <laughs> can i can i claim that i died in iraq too or <laughs> typically they I'm pay a, product I'm, testers I'm a veteran of something what they, they pay product testers for kind of this kind of work i should be paid for this that's all i'm saying um so yeah i actually i binged through the last bit of uh of uh she hulk last night and i want to get my final conclusion because the ending was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, not just in Marvel, but in anything. Cause the whole point of the end, I'm going to spoil it. Cause nobody's going to watch this piece of trash. <laughs> the whole point of the end was that all these timelines that made no sense throughout the whole show came together. And then she Hulk goes, this is stupid. And then she breaks the fourth wall, go talk, goes and talks to the robot version of Kevin Feige who runs Marvel and says, let's change it. And I was like, okay, let's see how they change it. Then they just skip it. And it goes right to after all the action. So nothing is like nothing makes any sense. Like there's no way to understand what happened in the show because she rewrites the show and then never tells you what the rewrites are. And then it ends. Wow. It was a stupid. It was like literally the dumbest thing ever. She's like, um, I'm a, I'm a woman. Hear me roar. 
uh, I don't like this ending, and I've got Karen. I've got Karen powers here, so let's change this shit. And then it changes, but nothing's told you how it changes. And it was so frustrating because after being mind-numbingly sitting through this crap, by the eighth or ninth episode, I started thinking to myself, "Wow." It's actually starting to get pretty decent towards the end. And then I realized, oh, yeah, that's because Daredevil came in. And we had like two episodes of Daredevil being Daredevil. So I got to see a different show for two episodes. And then it did this. So (laughs) save your time. I put myself through it. It's the biggest middle finger to anyone who ever liked Marvel. Um, As if everything else wasn't. As if what was the Captain America Disney Plus show wasn't a big middle finger to everyone Uh, who watched it. Winter Shoulders or whatever. Yeah, I, I quit. Marvel ended for me with, uh, of course, the last one, uh, Infinity War and End Endgame. Endgame, thank you. When I went and saw Endgame in theaters, I said I don't care to ever watch another Marvel thing because I guarantee nothing will be as good as this and it'll go woke. Yeah, and the I'm only that right. The only other thing I watched after that was the uh, Spider-Man um, movie where all three got to be in there. So that was good. I really yeah, I did so enjoy nostalgic. that one. Yeah, I did yeah. enjoy that one. So we're at the point of last call. We went a little bit long, so we got to go to t- uh, two hours and three minutes now. Uh, so we- <laughs> the last Do minute. Hey, Frank, <laughs> remember when you used to have a poll where you would be like, okay, vote on who you thought was the best? I did. That used to be beyond the feed. I, I know. That was a lot of fun. We could do that sometime. Have a poll. Have the, have the audience vote on who they thought made the most compelling arguments of the night. Yeah, and then we vote them off. That's what happened. <laughs> no, not the vote them off. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stick around I, for more than 20 minutes, Frank, okay? <laughs> I have this show, if you guys don't know, I have this show called Beyond the Feed, and I have a whole guest panel. And we would go through like topics after topics, and the, uh, pa- the audience would vote after every break who got to, uh, who was, got to leave. And so at the end, it was a face-off between the last two people on the panel, and the audience voted, and then the winner got to be the uh, uh, stream king. Stream, no, what did I call it? I called it a uh, top stream one, queen. Beyond top the one. it was like a beyond the feed something. Yeah. Anyway, Frank, Frank I didn't win. Queen. I was I was a semifinalist. No, Remember you? You, uh, you no, you rigged it. I did I, win one. I. I was a semifinalist, and then you rigged it for your other friend. I, I remember. We all no, felt no. it. We all no. could feel it. No. We all felt that shift at the very you, end of the game when it all just seemed to? like the winds kept blowing to his team's side. Who did you lose to? Oh, we don't even remember. That's because it was a throw. What? I know it. You know it. We all know it. Tom's still salty because he lost. <laughs> I might have lost. Uh, vote Frank off. Somebody said, yes, vote me off. <laughs> Please. We'll have to hear any more She-Hawk stories. <laughs> last uh, call anybody <laughs> yeah let's go ahead and get the last call up uh the first one was from waffle salter here uh for 25 dollars for the taco fun cheers here. thank you so much appreciate you does that mean that's entirely for frank is that what i'm reading there taco, taco fund funds? yeah hey okay yes yeah, for the tacos <laughs> he's not uh, the only one that likes tacos oh uh angie somebody uh grabbed this one did you all see tulsi embracing megan mccain Hmm. I didn't see that, but it doesn't shock me. Yeah. Yeah. Tulsi endorsed Joe Biden in 2020. So it's not like she's, she's not got like a great record or anything. She endorsed Joe Biden. Didn't she vote to impeach Trump twice? No, she, she abstained. Remember she was the single abstinent. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So here's another one. Waffle Salter. We made him laugh so much there. Thank you. Waffle Salter. Thank you so much. That was Abby when she dropped the P word. Mm, Growing right. pussy, GP. You're welcome for the money. <laughs> in, in the in the industry, we call it a money shot. Yeah. 
This one from uh, Ripcord uh, for $20 says, we have to toast to Acosta getting kicked to the curb at CNN. Uh, did he get fired? I didn't hear this. Did it happen while that? we were streaming? Yeah, did you guys not know that? No. Oh, I so this is what's this. going on. Jim Acosta's not allowed to be told that he's fired. And at the same time, they're trying to like work through firing everyone. So what they are doing at CNN is they're telling their advisors to go talk to the news to tell the people that on a short list of names they suspect to be fired are these people. And now they have to basically like leverage them out. So these people know they're being fired and they all know that they're being told they're being fired, but no one's being told that they're being fired. That's <laughs> shitty. Amazing. That's so passive aggressive. Oh, it's CNN. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Some oh, real goodness. feminine energy at that company going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, She-Hulk eye bleach fun for PJ. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Waffle Salter. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Send him something for bros, too. He had to sit through that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the second time malicious, he sat and spent. That is a malicious rumor. <laughs> I mean, look at that mustache and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see you for $965 million now? <laughs> My name told, is not was, Alex Jones. <laughs> I was told that if you say any conspiracy theories online, I can see you for almost a billion dollars. Why? Because he's falsely accusing you of being a false fag? He is strubbing his mustache like this. <laughs> Tom could not let me be the dirtiest mouth on the stream tonight. Cheers. I think false flag attack is the only way to describe what's happening to me right now. We've seen him time and time again. Yeah. <laughs> How much money would you would you need to see boys? What's boys? <laughs> bros. What? Oh, oh bros. 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 Oh, Michael, so close. <laughs> I'm like, if I answer that question the wrong way. Uh, Michael, try to get banned from Discord now. The only person in the boys' theater is uh, is Biden. We got yeah. we got two minutes left. I, we, talk oh, about Lindsey Graham is there. Talk about false. <laughs> Talking about false fag attacks, did you guys see this one? Uh, Russia is now giving soldiers Viagra to rape Ukrainians, according to some random UN official. No, that's like that's like the uh, that's the incubators all over again. Yeah, this is weapons of mass destruction all over again. <laughs> that's my whole point. Yeah, that's my whole. This is a false fag attack going on. It's uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Does, okay, but does anyone really believe Russian soldiers need Viagra? <laughs> moreover moreover have you seen the ukrainians that are left no one's gonna yeah they're not gonna be targets let's just say that the, the uh, ukrainians that are left are the ones who tried to fake being woman to get out they turned around the at the track. border if they're you all the read trans. the article far enough it says reporting from kiev jesse smollett <laughs> and anderson cooper and anderson cooper and they're tag teaming the project brian williams wound up there because his helicopter crashed and, and Don Lamont just wanted to be there. Yeah, Don, Don Lamont. <laughs> he was in the corner crying. Smelling his hand. <laughs> <laughs> we all have the same idea, just a different point in the timeline. Oh, goodness. That's, uh, a, that's a real start uh, lineup right there. Maybe you can go join oh. Chris Kringle on that new network he's on. <laughs> hey, I, I see Red Dawn Radio in the chat. Everyone go check out Red Dawn Radio. Red Dawn nice Radio. Guy. Where's he at? Hey. Oh, there What's he up, Red Dawn Radio? Yeah. Hey! Hello, hello. Awesome. Heard you well, had heard you had Tom on your show this morning. I'm sorry. 
No. Condolences. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, it was this afternoon, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, well, we Speaking of black people. Speaking of afternoon dick. <laughs> Abby, you had something to say? Michael, uh, would you like to go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you uh, over to, uh, over on Discord and on Twitter and stuff like that? Take a moment. Yeah. All right. You can follow me at on Twitter at um, – <coughs> let me find this real quick. Uh, MRJ880. MRJ880. That's on Twitter. On uh, YouTube, I don't know if you guys can – I can't really post anything – in the private chat, but at my YouTube account, I gave it to the guys. Maybe I'll give it to you. Uh, you could look it up at uh, Gain Trust, uh, G A N T R U S T, on YouTube and on Rumble as well. And those are the places you could find me. And uh, my link tree, I don't know if I can share that as well. I'm not sure how to use this. I've already put it up there. Thank you. Yeah. So follow me on all my uh, socials. This is a lot of fun. How many uh, subscribers do you have over there on YouTube? Well, we started like. I mean, we started like six months ago. We have uh, 372 right now. Not Dude, a ton. you got to get a custom URL, man, instead of that uh, U-C-G-Y-H. How do you do that? Yeah, how do you do that? I guess yeah, well, I'll ask you afterwards. Maybe. Yeah, well, we can tell off air. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> do you guys have anything left for uh, our wonderful pub uh, people before we close it down for this week? I just want to say thank Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on. And yes, please. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, we we actually absolutely loved having you. Uh, Don't forget, next couple weeks, we do have another guest coming in next week. Uh, She will be announced on Twitter. So if you're not following us on Twitter, make sure you go check us out over on Twitter. Who is it, Uh, Frank? Oh, man. Man, don't put me on the spot like that. I'm just kidding. You just said it would be announced (laughs) on Twitter. I hate you. Uh, we also have uh, on the weekend before Halloween or the weekend of Halloween, we are dressing up. So if there's something that you guys want to uh, uh, participate in, show us some pictures. Uh, put it in our tag us over on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to uh, interact with you guys over there. And then on election night, we are having a special broadcast at the pub uh, where we'll be all of us. And we'll have guests throughout the night coming in to chime in about what's uh, currently taking place in the election evening. And we would love to have you guys there joining us as we uh, will be having our favorite beverages. I actually might actually have my favorite beverage since it's going to be a pretty long one. I might be sleeping here t- that night. For the election night? Yeah. <laughs> live reactions, live votes, live spills, live accidents, live errors, live PJ being muted, a lot of other things <laughs> going on. And thank you for Red Dawn Radio for the $10 super chat on the way out. Tom was a gentleman and a scholar. Love the show. Legends all. Thank you. Yeah, I was saying uh, dead votes, too, on election night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we appreciate all of you guys. Don't uh, forget to make sure you share this out to your friends, family, co-hosts, people that you don't like. Share it out anyway. Uh, Get it out there as far as you can. Uh, Hit that subscribe button. We are so close to hitting 2,000 subs, and we look forward to seeing you guys back here when the pub reopens next Saturday at 7 p.m. Until then, hope you guys have a great night. Drive safely, and we'll see you guys real soon. Um, and I would help if I actually had it ready to go <laughs> to leave. <laughs> I'm so bad. Oh, hey, there was I one guess. more super chat. It says uh, to go watch the interview I did with Red Dawn Radio today from Pitbull Doorbell on Odyssey. Thank you. All Thank right. You. There we go. 
See you guys later. Here we go.